I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Hey, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, uh, Are we doing something here? I don't know what conversation I was just interrupting, but... uh, Dude, what you were just interrupting is me and my very good friend, Mr. Rabbit, Rabbit Stabe. Oh, wow. Is that what I look like on camera? (laughs) That is what you look like on camera. I need to weight still. Oh, no, wait a minute. It adds 20 pounds, right? That's what they so, say. So we're good. I think that that's what fat people say. <laughs> no, that's what I said to get Val to do a sex tape with me, and it didn't work. Oh, <laughs> wait. But you told her it added 20 pounds? Yeah, no. I also said everything's bigger in Texas, and she said I'm a fucking liar. Yeah, so. you, you are. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome this week to what I'm going to call, not the normal name, but the rabbit hole. The rabbit hole. What is the rabbit hole, sir? Uh, that's that's what I call my my house, or where I'm living, at the time. Or where you're hanging out, or the, where your friends are. Yeah. The rabbit hole well, once upon a time was a place in Spaceland. Yeah. Or, originally, the uh, the original rabbit hole was the um, uh, the trailer that I moved into over in the ghetto, which is now the ghetto. Uh, that was the original rabbit hole. And eventually, what is now known as the deli was the rabbit hole at one point, wasn't it? Uh, no, Stephen used to live up there. Okay. So I'd go hang out with Stephen, but uh, I never lived up there. Where he's living now, Yeah, yeah. Uh, over on the other side of the pond, uh, I was living there for a while, and that became the rabbit hole for a little while. I spent a lot of time watching you and Matt Bessonette play yep. World of Warcraft there. Yep, a, yep. a lot. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, dude. So a lot of people... Don't know who Rabbit is. Uh, a lot of our old school friends do. So first of all, for people who don't know, Rabbit is the chief pilot at Skydive Spaceland. How's it going? Um, and you're the chief pilot not just for Spaceland Houston, but for Spaceland Global. Uh, global. I like that. Spaceland Global. Yeah. Spaceland Worldwide. Worldwide. Feel like we should strip right now. Oh wait, no. Tex is not here. No. Oh, was that was that Tex trip? No, Tex and I oh. took our shirts off over there. It got pretty exciting. Uh, See, the trick was it was titillating. So I, I right, can imagine. right now that I'm talking, I've switched to this other camera so yeah. that anyone who's watching can see me. Right, uh-huh. I failed. Which uh, DJ was not so skilled at. So the plan was yeah. he was going to switch it to himself. We were going to take our shirts off. He was going to switch it back to us for like three seconds to like for the people who were viewing for those three seconds. And no, we just were (laughs) caught with our pants down, but just our shirts off. I I was a little I I figured last uh, or a couple weeks ago when Tex was on the show, like, fuck, yeah, I don't have to engage in the conversation. I'm going to sit behind the desk where Nick sits. No problem. I'm going to get a little extra fucked up tonight before the show starts. (laughs) Yeah. Nah, dude, his Good job call. is actually much one, harder than I realized. One too many <laughs> of those tiny glasses of scotch, I think. <laughs> These are Nick-sized glasses of scotch, oh. my friend. You should have uh, no, one. No, I think that would, that would put me right out. No, it wouldn't. I have never had hard alcohol, not once. Not once? Okay, then how had, do you know? Uh, well, how do you know? I've had some wine. Yes. I've had a few beers. Yes, right there. And I know that uh, that alcohol is a little more concentrated. Yeah, but you don't know what it does. That's a good point. Uh, so it's the night of first try? Give me a shot for science. That no, I'm fucking with you. I don't want that. No, <laughs> no for science. 
<laughs> I thought no, like I was no, a, shot, a shot is a beer. I mean, a shot is a wine of glass. I, it's the same alcoholic content. Come on, Nick. The, the more that we do this, God, the, the more I'm sure that that night will happen. But that's not tonight. Roger right. that. All right, cool. So back to who wait, Rabbit is, not Nick Drunk. Wait, no, what, huh? wait, no, we like Nick Drunk. I was okay. Nick, how uh, am I going to make you cry? How am I going to make you cry I, on this I don't podcast? Know. You better come up with something creative. Yeah, that's going to be it. Right oh, you're going to you're going to butter me up with some alcohol. There you go. Get me feeling a little Did emotional. Emotional. And then we're going to have that beautiful sentimental moment. That's going to be. Or just play Whitney Houston. Or you're just going to be mean <laughs> to me, <laughs> dude. What song? <laughs> make you... No, I can't do it. The Whitney Houston, "I Will Always Love You." Yeah. Dude, that destroyed. That destroyed me. Oh, damn. I may cry if we do that. Okay. For so I, I wonder, yeah. can I play it through our headphones? I'm going to try and figure it out. Um, yeah, actually, just y- you already got it through there, and that'll actually pump into the audio here, and I don't care. Um, if Facebook or anybody pulls us, fuck you. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. I, we, we've tried to be like realistic on what we're publishing and posting. Yeah. We've saved all these videos, so eventually if we want to share them on YouTube, and YouTube will pull that stuff oh, quick. Oh, yeah, quick. Um, but at this point, if we get a few episodes never aired on YouTube, I don't yeah. fucking care. I'm having fun with my friends. Fuck yeah. You. So, Rabbit. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is your show. The, no, please, no, no. It's back please, to who you are. Please do go on. You have, you're the chief, ins- pi- tre- I'm reading, chief pilot <laughs> for Skydive Spaceland. What's it say? You're chief pilot for Sir? Skydive Spaceland. Uh, okay. We're getting there. He's a skydiver, a former instructor, yeah. a hippie in disguise. I don't think it's a fucking disguise. He's a hippie, bro. Yeah, yeah. but he tries. Okay, cool. And... Uh, People always I don't even try. I just am who I am, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and been skydiving for 40 years. No, no. 39 years. 39 11 years. 11 months. 11 months. Dude, that's a lot of fucking skydiving. 10 history. months. Oh, man. What day is this? We're coming up. October. Yeah. The day. Day. Fifth? Fifth? Sixth? Yeah, fifth. The fifth. It's fifth. Yeah. So I, I, could almost, I could almost get this down to uh, the day and... Almost the hour. But yeah. yeah, close to 40 years. Keep on going. Five o'clock in the afternoon. Sorry, yeah, yeah. you're trying to do an intro and I'm interrupting. Nah. My bad. Please do go on. Dude, you've listened to this before, right? Yeah. Whatever <laughs> the fuck happens, hijack the conversation <laughs> and here's what I'm going to do. It's yours. <laughs> and go. Um, dude, what got you involved? So a lot of these questions you and I know together, but our yeah. friends don't. Sure. What got you involved in this sport? Uh, let's see. There are what... Oh, we're going into we're going into uh, uh, what the past, right? So we got it. That's the way right. Back when machine. Yeah, don't don't push your mic away. Come on, you you got to work with me here. Uh, the way back when machine. Yeah. We're in it. Okay. Uh, when I was about six, between six and eight years old, it was kind of fuzzy back then because I was really young. Because everything was in black and white. When I was a. Uh, oh, you know what? <laughs> it seriously was. <laughs> I don't think color. No, maybe color TV had just come out. Because it's been that long ago, um, my dad started flying. Got his uh, got his private pilot's license. Got his commercial, and my dad is kind of one of those people that if he does something, he wants to uh, make money at it. So yeah. he just spent all this money to get his license, and so he wanted to make money at it. So he ran down to the local uh, airport, which was Antioch in Antioch, California, uh-huh. at the time. Uh, that it doesn't exist anymore. But uh, he went down to the local airport and went to the drop zone there and said, you guys looking for pilots? 
And the guy there said, as a matter of fact, you fly a 182? He says, as a matter of fact, I do. And he got hired flying skydivers. So I was six, six, eight years old, okay. somewhere in there. And my dad started flying jumpers. This is a new part of the story for me. I hadn't got this far deep. Yeah, this is, this is the, the two glasses of scotch story. And since you wanted to go deep and wanted to go in depth, I figured I'd start at the beginning and we can spend all night getting up to the present tense. Come hey, I, I turned into a pumpkin at 9 o'clock. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, at 9 o'clock, then we're going to be having pumpkin pie because we're going <laughs> to slice up uh, old Slim Boy over here. and He's brutal. If you're or trying to get me in your mouth, there are better ways. Yeah, Just well. ask. That's really <laughs> all you got to do. Well, now I'm going to have to think about that. But So your dad's now a, a, dri- a, a diver driver. Okay. So, yeah, getting me back on track. Yeah. That was so Joe Rogan right there. Nice job, Don't dude. Don't say that because I'm not like <laughs> overgrown on testosterone oh, yet. Oh, <laughs> but soon, he, but very soon. No, no tea for me. Oh, no, you're going to hang out with uh, with Nick. I know. Get with it. What are you I'm, eating over I'm there? Eating right now. <laughs> what are you eating? It looks, so, like a, it looks like a turd. It's phenomenal. It's it a, looks it like what I dropped earlier. Um, one bars? Yeah. They're the one, shit. One gram of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I eat them. The, the I actually have to not go to the store. It, yeah, man, I get it. it. No, it's super good. It's sponsored, you're right? No, I would happily take a sponsorship from this company. Oh, yeah. It's well, super good. May, maybe, uh, maybe we need to do that. Dude. I would also happily take testosterone if I thought that I could get my hands on legitimate testosterone. Yeah, the real <laughs> stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd bulk up? Well... I have a few, not a few, I have a couple friends uh-huh. uh, who I'm really close with who have taken testosterone in the last year, year and a half. Yeah. And they rave about it. <laughs> and these people are uh, both really active, fit people who, uh, I guess one of them stands out as someone who hasn't had the most stable mood in his life. Like he's kind of... I have never taken testosterone. <laughs> I'm not talking about you, oh, all right? Oh, I'm sorry. My buddy. Yeah. Uh, pretty mood swingy fella. Yeah, and he talks about how much uh, having this constant testosterone in the system has, has smoothed out his mood. Ooh, and, maybe I should try uh, that. He is a he's a really active person. He exercises a lot, and he talks about the aches and pains that have gone away, and, and how well he's doing with with uh, <sighs> exercise. So I just want to try it. Maybe hey, it's magic. if, if you find the real stuff, let me know. I'll well, try it. I think you can get it. It's just expensive. You got to go to a doctor and pretend to have something wrong with you, and then they're like, "Oh, you have low testosterone." Well, but Let's rabbits prescription. old, so they'll just give it to them. Yeah, you could probably legitimately qualify I, for I, it. Oh, I was thinking they may just do it because of my age. Yeah, they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna give me that quite yet. Oh, yeah, not but not w- you. But if I get it, I'll share it. All right, deal. Sold. Okay, cool. We're good. I get fucking so jacked. there I was, uh, <laughs> six or eight years old, and my no, I. I, Perfect, I, dude. Money. I, I know where we're going. You got it. I know it. what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> um, he started flying, and in order to hang out with Dad, you went down to the drop zone with him every weekend. Uh, my mom ended up opening a, a deli there at the drop zone. Uh, I was pretty young, but they went had mercy on me, taught me how to pack, and so I became one of the drop zone packers. Now... Back then, parachutes uh, were old style. You know what? I think they're not even using round parachutes to demonstrate skydiving anymore. They're actually using square parachutes when they're doing uh, advertising and, uh, you know, 
cartoons yeah. or whatever. Uh, adventure series. They're all on square parachutes. Well, back in the day, they were all round parachutes. And you laid them out on a table, and you folded them on the table, and you put them in a sleeve on the table, and you stowed the lines on the table, and then you put them in a backpack that was about as hard to close as the rigs are today, as far as tightness goes. So for probably two, three years, I had to have somebody help me close the containers. But other than that, I was doing all the rest of the packing. Uh, I, I kind of forgot until you said that you needed help, that you were six years old in the story. Is that right? Eight. I, I eight you're, packing, you're an eight-year-old packing parachutes. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. But it was not it was not a parachute that I had to, to put over my shoulder and you know it wouldn't have hung to the ground and it wasn't a parachute let you know, maybe if Jay was jumping I could probably pack it, but <laughs> uh but these were like ah, too bad you, you can't put that on that picture that picture back there because that's what Gosh, it looked maybe. like. Can you? That cable's long enough you should be able to freehand that camera if you want, Mr. Yeah, P. That that would that would show what the, the canopy looks like. And that's what I started out packing. Now, in 72, my dad and mom and dad moved from uh, Antioch down to Southern California and moved to a place called Taft. Taft is just Ooh. outside of Bakersfield, which is about 100 miles north of Los Angeles. And my dad went down there flying. You could also take it off the wall, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. Flying, flying for the. No, Nick, you're doing good. This guy's uh, on it, man. Yeah. So I got to stop right here because we're still talking about parachutes. Here. Here. Dude, come pie. Come on. Salute. Oh, man. That's good stuff. Oh, isn't it? dude. Balvini 14. I yeah. still. Um, Mac 15 still one oh, of my Oh, you favorites. got it. You got it. There's the picture of it. That was actually a gift from my Wuffo sister. Uh, my sister has given me some of the best skydiving presents ever, and most skydivers give me give like cheesy skydiving presents. Yeah. Uh, my sister like back to that's one of the things she gave me, and uh, absolutely love it. So Debbie, that was your parachute picture. If you're listening to this at home, they just awesome. showed it on Facebook. I love you, Debbie. God damn it, Nick and my sister have, are having an affair. Are uh, are they? No. How, <laughs> how is that? How's that working We're out for just you, Nick? Really close friends. That's all. Yeah. Dude, we uh, on on vacation. Debbie actually was talking about all my friends who've been on the podcast, and she's like, "It's so fucking weird." She doesn't cuss. It's so fucking weird because I know all your friends now. Like, they're no longer just names and stories. I actually know them. Wait a minute, you talk about us to your sister? Oh, dude, my sister and I have a super tight relationship. Nice. I'm like, I'm hanging out with Ra Rabbit. Nice. We probably talk twice a week. Um, she'll be driving home randomly and call me. So I'm, I'm driving home. Just want to say hi and see how you're doing. And uh, use that Marco Polo, dude. We use the shit out of shit it, Debbie. Of this Mar is Rabbit. Yo, Rabbit is the reason we use Marco Polo as a family. That's and right. Yeah, we use I did the that. shit out of it, uh -huh. dude. It's awesome. Yeah. And by the way, Alphabet, if you're watching this, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'd like to get some sponsorship for the Marco Polo ad that we're pulling off right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm working on sponsorship. I'm for taking you on this it, dude. I'm just All loving right? it. So we got the what's that thing called? One bar. One bar. One bar. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna sponsor me. Full sponsponship. Yeah, full sponsorship. One bar. Shit, Logoed dude. canopy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Loving it, man. Logo canopy. 
I like it, Nick. You keep pointing at me every time I put another bite in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like he's timing it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Talk, go. Talk, go. Oh, this is the last bite, so. Oh, yeah? Now you have to wait until I'm drinking my drink. Oh, oh nice. Speaking of drink, he's going to need uh, a glass of scotch. Uh, just just one. I already had two before I got here. You're a lion <laughs> That's why son I was of a so bitch. late. You fucking liar. God damn it. So now you're Where eight years I? old. You're packing rounds. Packing rounds. Uh, no, we moved uh, 10 years old. Moved down to Taft. That's right. We we just got to Taft outside of Bakehead's building. Yep, yep. God damn, that place is hot. World's largest thermometer. Oh, God. It, but you know it's a dry heat? I don't mind a dry heat. No, it's seriously yes. a dry heat. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's the same kind of discomfort as being here at 80, 90 degrees as it is being in Bakersfield at uh, 110, 115 degrees. I don't mind the dry heat as much. I don't, I don't, I'm not like, oh, it's hot, awesome. But and I don't mind the humid heat here. But dry heat. So you know where Santee, California is? No. El Cajon. It's, it's yes. It, okay. El Cajon. It's just north of El Cajon. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up there for a while, and I also lived in Marietta, California, and used to jump in Paris and Elsinore. Perfect. Perfect. So you have the dude. I love that weather, except for yep. the Santa Ana winds. Go fuck yourself, Santa Ana. Yeah. Santa <laughs> Ana is a Santa Ana means I hate skydivers in Spanish. <laughs> it doesn't happen too much. I mean, that's the good part. But when it does, it's, it's like fucking it's like windy. hurricanes here. Fuck you, Harvey. But thank <sighs> God you're only going to come around once every, what, five years? I think they say it's so. about an eight-year average in Houston. Eight years. That it was, but I don't know if that's right. It was Alicia. nine years this time around we yeah. got, uh, from, from Ike to Harvey. Oh, shoot. And then before to Ike the was, uh, was Rita. Alicia? Allison. <laughs> Allison's the one that, that came over and just hung over uh, Houston and went, well, this is a nice place to hang out. I think I'm just going to go ahead and flood everything. Rita was the one y'all ran from but didn't happen. Right. Because I was supposed to move here during Rita, saw Rita coming, uh-huh. and um, when I saw Rita coming, I decided to delay my coming for a oh. week. Remember Adam showed up to a staff meeting and said, I've made more base jumps since I've been here than I've made skydives? Yes. I was supposed to show up at the same time he did, uh-huh. except for a good buddy of ours, Danny Raffaelli. Yeah. I call him, I'm like, yo, bro. He's like, yeah, A, you're making more jumps where you're at right now. B, we're about to run from a hurricane, bro. <laughs> so Hang loose. I told Adam, don't go. He goes, no, no, I'm going. I'm like, don't go. And lo and behold, there we went. Yeah. So. And hey, where's Adam now? Who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. truck thing. driving. Longevity is, there's something about longevity. Yeah, yeah. Truck driving it is. So um, now you're in Taft, California. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> now you're in Taft, California, and you're 10 years old. Uh, Taft. Uh, Taft School of Sport Parachuting it was the original A-man. Right now it's uh, Skydive Taft. There's a place open there, but this was back in the day. And I started working under a guy named Art Armstrong, who was uh, big in the competition, the rumble seat meet, the, you know, the uh, Arvin Good Guys uh the 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 Latins the, the I mean there were a lot of groups back then and it was pretty much West Coast again what is it with your cat dude East Coast um, apparently Val just poked her head in and, and mid- said hello Midwest. and Ralph Ninja Ralph. Kitty you a.k.a. sneaky Kitty little Ralph in. Ralph Ralph is and as you two know he's a dick he will bite almost oh. anybody and everybody yeah, except for me and he's my best friend uh, oh. oh I love you buddy. God, I was so hoping he was gonna bite you on the face. Has <laughs> <laughs> he got you? Oh, he's bit me a couple of times. Yeah, but yeah. it's like we we kind of have a a little bit of a bond. I can pet him sometimes. A relationship. Mm, 
that might be a stretch to yeah. use that word. Yeah, but, uh, is he I, biting you or grabbing at you now? Because his ma- sometimes it's a grabbing mm. at you with his mouth. I don't know. It feels he feels when he makes his move, it's aggressive. Uh, but it's like he might p- let me bleed? pet him. No, not then quite that Then it's a grabbing. Has he okay. made contact? Uh, he's is he actually touching you and then getting off of you? Uh, only because I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> show me where he touched oh. you. <laughs> Show me on is this. Is getting doll. sexual with your cat? Is that where this real, this, this conversation's yeah. about to go? Cats yeah, like peanut butter too. Uh, no, I tried that, but no, he's uh, he's pretty friendly. No, they don't. Up until he's just an asshole, and yeah. then I pull away pretty quickly. So it's not like I'm hanging around with my hand in his mouth to see how long he's. Oh, are you gonna start kissing? <laughs> how me? about now? Okay, so back to your story. So the moral <laughs> of the story is pull out. Just saying. Listen, the, the story is not very long, so if we're going to stretch this till 9 o'clock, then we need a lot of Nick going on Feel over like, here. What? You keep what? bringing the story to me, all right? Yeah, I do that sometimes. People got a thing for Mr. P. <laughs> Mr. P, Mr. P. Boom. How's it feel seeing your face on my chest? <laughs> uh, it's like, actually, uh, I actually almost wore that shirt today. I found it in my bag. But uh, I went for the collared shirt to make myself look a little hey, more hey. presentable to the public. You raised the standards. There we go. I wore my, uh, dude, it's, yeah, my, my nice collared shirt. I have like three of them. Are, are you sponsored by LMB? Actually, yes. How'd you, how'd you get sponsored by them? I sent them a very, we're supposed to turn our ringers on silent. You now owe beer, Mr. Oh, Warren. Cool. What kind? Was that because the horn thinking, of Gondor? Hold on just a second. Shiner. So uh, he's his phone just rang and he's gonna stand up and grab a beer. It's right here on the desk. Oh, he's gonna. That uh, reminds me, I'm gonna turn my ringer. Hold on. No, it's my friend Pam. Okay. Oh, are you gonna answer it? No. Yeah. Hey Pam, what's up? Put her on speakerphone. Yeah. Oh. No. Oh shit! I thought you were serious. Oh no, I was gonna shut off the ringer. Oh, I was excited to hear from Pam. Me and hey, hey Ralph. Ralph's over here hanging out, controlling the board. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You can't hear me. Um, okay, I got a beer. Taft, California. Go. Okay, god dang. Taft Sport Parachute Club Taft, Center Taft, Skydiving. Taft School of Sport Parachuting. Art Armstrong uh, started, started me in on rigging. So he knew I was, he was, pa- I was packing. What? What happened? Just pour me another glass. Okay. Had to check. Uh, so he started me out on rigging, and then it was uh, uh, sweeping floors and doing general maintenance at the drop zone. And <laughs> it's almost bored. Do it, dude. <laughs> do it. You can do it. It's hard to focus on two things at once, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep up with you uh-huh. and pause and like collect my thoughts. Yes. Okay. Go ahead, because I'm, I'm easy. And I. G- <laughs> God damn, he that's looks awesome. evil. For you people who just download this shit and listen to it, uh, Mr. P has mm. one of the cameras right up on my cat's face. And uh, Ralph is, oh. I've had him since he's six months old, and I love him to death. He is my buddy, he's my yeah. best friend. Yeah. Um, he, he's a nice looking cat. He's a great looking cat. He is one of the biggest dicks I know because he will lull you into being friends and then bite you. Yeah. And I am probably one of, like, two people. Val still gets that interaction. And there's one. There's two. And let's see if Nick can ah! get there. And, by the way.
by the way, Nick, he's grabbing you. <laughs> no, he's he's trying to get me. Yeah, no, fine. that's a grab. Bull, no. Or buddies. Hey, are you bleeding? No. Then it's a grab. Yeah. No, I asked Heath Richardson to see his fucking arm after Heath said, I'm going to let Ralph have at it and just go to town and we'll get over this. Uh-huh. And then he sent me a picture of gashes, <laughs> like six of them. Like Ralph went to town on his arm and he's like, he's not over it. He's not. Uh-huh. Dude, he's coming to town this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to fly uh, fly the other otter. What is it? MB? Whatever it is, you're coming to house to dinner tomorrow night. You, me, and Heath. Uh, unless I go to Dallas in the King Air. Oh, so they're replacing you with him or yeah. vice versa? Could be. Depends on what's happening up north, but uh, I could take the King Air to, to Dallas. Tri-tip is why I said that. Uh, of course, if the, <laughs> if the tire's flat. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Steve. What I meant to say, nothing. Everything's cool. I'm on it. So let's see if we can get back to Taft. <laughs> We could. Hold on. And Art Jones? No, that wasn't Armstrong. Armstrong, because Marty Jones. I was thinking not... uh, Marty Jones. I was thinking of Marty Jones. I was thinking of his dad. I don't know Marty's dad. Owns Alaska. Or all of Alaska? I'm sorry. Here. Here. Alaska Skydiving Center, Skydive Alaska, whatever it's called. Here we go. Uh, It's... uh, Daughters so we're living in Taft. And no, go ahead. You, you, you're good. Um, I'm learning how to rig. I'm going through puberty. And I'm getting in everybody's way. <laughs> what? You just can't picture me going through puberty. Is that it? You're N- no, but saying it with a mouthful <laughs> of tonic water, seltzer water is what that technically is. Does is that what you put well. in it? No, this. This is. Oh. I can't. Oh. I'm a soda fiend. I got you. And my way to lose weight is to stop eating sugar, and ah. I cannot stop sodas. Seltzer so water is my soda. That's the way to go. Yeah. So I'm go. So I'm going through puberty, and <laughs> right now, <laughs> so confused. So I'm. So I'm is in, he? Because he's going I, through puberty. I, I'm in a room with two guys that are still going through puberty, Good and point. so every time I say that. <laughs> Damn, every time I say it, I'm thinking about it now. Um, getting in everybody's way, like a 12-year-old would, you yeah. know, 10, 12-year-old would. They uh, got way too much energy. They got way too much, uh, well, you know how I am. I'm kind of in your face. And so I was in everybody's face. And my dad went, listen, the shit's got to stop. The Taft drop zone was run by the ex-chief of police at Taft, <laughs> Art Armstrong. So he had a lot of uh, deputy sheriffs in town. My dad became a deputy sheriff. Um, So we had cops there all the time. Now, back in the day, back in the, oh, I guess it had been 60s, early 70s, drug use on a drop zone was rampant. So there was a lot of that going on. At the same time, there were cops in the rigging loft all the time. So I was kind of raised by these group of outlaw drug head freaking all the rules are bent and nobody and cops. So I had this this balance. Did the cops just look the other way? Did they know? Did they just play ignorant? Did they do drugs with everybody? I was 12 years old. I didn't care. I I really didn't w- even know. Yeah. 
not on you. I, I just knew that was my environment. That's, you know, I it was like, well, when I'm with this group, shit's going to go on. And when I'm with this group, then Donuts. shit's not going to go on. Although I'll have to say that the uh, the sheriff's department at that time, they were some pretty good drinkers. We always had a keg full in the in the rigging room. And they would come in. Uh, Art was like a godfather to me. Art would uh, always have coffee and Jack Daniels. My dad and Art would call it, hey, you want some cream for your coffee? Yeah, we'll throw in some Jack Daniels. So there was always that going on. So whether they knew or not, probably did. Whether they looked the other way or not, probably did. But, you know, it was the 70s. It was... Dude, fuck the 70s. Yeah. I've seen to this day skydiving cops go, I'm not at work. I Everything's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Separation of church and state for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Where was I? Uh, so puberty going through all <laughs> of... <laughs> You, you know what? That's going to be the fucking word of the day. I, I love it. Puberty. Yeah. I mean, puberty. just just imagining you sprouting a bush. Yeah. yeah, sprouting some some fine pubic hair. I bet it was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it was. It was more scotch. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, now let me get, hold on. Uh, dude, that is also a recliner. If you really want to get that comfortable. Oh God, no! Telling me where's it at. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, we got we got this now. All right, all right. Dude, Nick will straight up. If we let that keep playing, Nick will. No, I, I don't think it would get me right now. It also needs to so be the I don't know little girl version. Yeah, the little girl singing karaoke in the mall. For yeah. some reason, I get super emotional. Dude, I went to our good. I don't know if you know Hoop. I think you know who Hoop I, is. I know Hoop, yeah. You would have been so proud of me because I cried at his wedding. <laughs> Did I, you? I, dude, I'll let it fucking Aww. go, man. Dude, Shauna walked out, and yeah. Lily, she looked in her dress. Uh-huh. Tears rolled. I just fucking... Uh-huh. She looked at Val, and I was so stoked to see us. Yeah. And you could see the pleasure in her face, the happiness. Oh. Uh-huh. And the way she looked in that dress, I was just crying because another hottie's off the market to a douchebag. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm... I'm totally leaving that alone. I'm kidding because uh, Hoop absolutely deserves her and she deserves him. And I mean that with the most love and respect, not the they're evil people. So there I was, 12 <laughs> years old. And getting in everybody's way. Hitting. And I, I brought up the, uh, the sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. And I was going through puberty. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't have the effect anymore. Thank God. Um. So my dad bought me a single shot 22, and it was a bolt action. So it was one of those, you open it up, you put your bullet in, you close it up, you point the rifle, you squeeze off the trigger, it takes the bullet out of the rifle, and you go through the whole process again. So one shot. If I'd known I was the coolest sniper on the drop zone at the time, it had been excellent. But I was like, Dad, I want an automatic because I want to go bang, bang, bang without having to reload every time. He goes, if you can't kill it in one shot, you can't play. (laughs) Okay, Dad, sure thing. So one of the deputy sheriffs took me out into the fields. Uh, Right behind the uh, drop zone was California Aqueduct. So the aqueduct was the water supply to a lot of wildlife, mostly rabbits. Ah, uh, okay. Keep going, so sir. Now you know where I'm going with this story. Yes, sir. So I had this uh, single shot 22, and I would go out along the California Aqueduct, 
uh, a deputy sheriff, his name was Gary Snotty, took me out and taught me how to shoot. Face a little bit better. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all good. Let me go this way. There you go. Uh, oh, fix me. Okay, cool. You're in the hole. <laughs> uh, took me out and gave me lessons on how to shoot a weapon and how to clean skin and clean rabbits. And so I would go out and hunt rabbits and I would clean clean, clean them, skin them, and bring them back and we'd barbecue them. And eventually somebody ended up calling me Jack Rabbit because Jack Rabbits were real gamey. So I mm -hmm. really, I would hunt them and leave them. But the cottontails, the, the other smaller rabbits, were really good eating. So that's where rabbit came from. And then I just kind of dropped the jack and added a T and woohoo. Dude, so uh, Mr. P, I've known this man for 12 years. And in 12 years, I've asked you a couple times, mainly because my memory is fuzzy, why your name is rabbit. And I've never gotten the full story till now. Yeah, the, the story I like to use is uh, my girlfriend named me rabbit. Yeah, I've heard that one, but I've actually heard it was from your childhood. Yeah, I heard it was about rabbits in the field. Yeah, but you never gave me the rest of the story. Yeah, that was that. That was the whole. Dude, that's the whole two glasses of scotch. Story. Two glasses. Uh, so it takes two glasses to get in rabbits' pants. Yeah, or just be a girl and talk to them. No, what? What? Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So now you're 12 years old, 14 years old. You're shooting rabbits in the field. Uh, you're working I, on your I, rigors. I ticket. can finally w fit into gear. So I'm like, look, Dad, the the gear fits me now. I let you know I can skydive. Yeah, I can go skydive. And he was the ASO at the time, area safety officer. Yeah, which is kind of the SNTA of today. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he keeps pointing that, at yeah, me. Yeah, that worked really well. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was the area safety officer or ASO. Yeah, ass. We never called Dad that. No, but we've called face. other ones that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the asshole. Um, so he w he was strict USPA. USPA says you can't jump until you're 16. On your 16th birthday, you can jump. Okay, Dad. So I'd go back and I'd do the rigging. I'd do the sweeping. When I turned 15, I would drive the truck because we would take off from the Taft Airport and the landing area was six miles away uh, on the other side of the uh, uh, aqueduct. So there was a truck that drove out, picked everyone up out of the 185. So we had a, it was a Cessna drop zone. Mm -hmm. uh, drive the, one, the people back. And when I turned 15, I was the guy that was doing that. Now, we also had a Beach 18 that would come up from Van Nuys from Los Angeles uh, every weekend. And people that lived in Los Angeles would jump on the Beach 18 and fly up with it. The, uh, the pilot was a guy named Spike, and one of the greatest pilots I know had a glass eye. He's one of the few pilots that I know that only had one eye. No depth perception. How do you fly an airplane with no depth perception? Well, I'd ask Spike because he did it, and he did it really well. Fuck yeah. Um, let's see. 15 now. Uh, wait for my 16th birthday. So between 12 and 16, uh, I spent a lot of time in my dad's classes. Now, originally, my dad was a skydiving pilot. While we were still up in Antioch, he started jumping, and then he jumped more, and then he became a skydiver slash pilot. No, pilot slash skydiver, which gave him access to the ASO. So that's how we got to that point. 
while he was skydiving, he would also teach classes. And Jumpmaster, at that time, Static Line. Go ahead. Do you want to explain Static Line as opposed to AFF or SDP? Uh, not really. Static Line okay. is dope on a rope. Military guys jump out, pulls your ripcord right away. Okay, very good. Good enough. Keep going, man. Yeah. Um, you've, you've got me. Memor- Between that and I don't know if you noticed, but Mr. P is playing pussy games over here. Come that sounds really inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Considering uh, what's get, actually get happening. Get the camera going. Get I'm the just, camera going. I'm just teasing this stupid cat. Dude, actually, you petting his paw the way you were a second ago just calmly is a huge sign of respect by him. The, his paws, because we've declawed him, and, and he still claws the shit. We really didn't want to declaw the poor guy. But you being able to pet his paws is a huge sign of respect of Ralph to you. He I think that you. he's just plotting his attack. I think that's what's really going on. I actually don't disbelieve you, though, because <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> well, when I, when I move, I see his tail start to... Like flop a little bit. I can hear yeah. it hitting the top of the desk. Yeah. He's, he's, he's thinking some shit. Yeah. 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 He's, well, here it comes. <laughs> now, you know what? You changed your demeanor, too. I just watched that shit right there. Well, we're holding hands now. It's romantic. <laughs> so Nick is making out with my cat it's and my sister. Weird. weird. I have it's never made weird. out with your sister. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> just not the cat. Just the cat. In your mind, though. Just we the know cat. what you did. I'm sorry, sister. Debbie. I love you, Debbie. Yeah, we all love you, Debbie. I'm just saying. So you're turning 16 soon. Your father's got to be a pilot slash jumper, which I think. Okay. Uh, your static line. Good, good job. J- good job keeping me there. Here we go. It's the one trick I've learned on this show is how to redirect back to our conversation. I'm not good at it. I'm I'm pretty good at, at doing that myself. Waiting for that, and we'll work together because Wee. we're all a team, right? There's no I in team, but there is an A-hole. Ah, there is an A-hole. Yeah, there is a hole in the A in team. Okay, I'm with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second to Dude, get there. I used that in an AFF course recently, and yeah. Chris Futala took almost the entire day. Uh-huh. And at some point in the middle of like what he was it doing, he goes, him. The A in an A, there's an A-hole! <laughs> <laughs> like, it took him almost the full day, dude. And watching him get, like, he freaked out for about five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then he moved on. Back to static uh, line. Yeah, no, we're, we're there. I'm, I'm on it. A-hole. <laughs> A-hole. Um, so since he was teaching, I would sit in on his classes. And I would, one class, two classes, 10, 100. 500, probably a thousand classes that I sat through in that period between about 12 and when I turned 16. So by the time I had turned 16, I had been through so many classes and he had flip notes. So it was like, okay, we're going to cover this particular subject. And then it was outlined in his flip notes of this, what needs to be covered in order to get to the entire course. And when I turned 16, he was like, Okay, it's the day. Let's go skydiving. He was ready. He was waiting himself. I was ready. Are you kidding? You oh, realize yeah. what it's like to be a 16-year-old? Your dad's now going, you're not jumping until your birthday. And I go, okay, it's tomorrow, Dad. Yeah, I know. We're getting up early. Why are we getting up early? Because you got to teach me the first jump course. Your dad said this to you. Your dad said you're going to teach him. So I, we got up in the morning. I love it. It was uh, Respect. about 5 o'clock in the morning or so. Uh, we got up, 
went out to the kitchen table. Uh-huh. He uh, brewed us up a couple of coffee, uh, cups of coffee. No set, cream? Set them on the table. No, black coffee. You know. Black coffee. Uh-huh. I know where you're going, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> um, set, uh, set up the coffee on the table and flipped over his, his notes to me and said, okay, teach me the first jump course. And I went page by page. And once I showed him that I knew was intimate about the information in it, he'd go, okay, go next section. And we go to the next section. And I could om- he had, a, he had a, a class that was down verbatim. It was the same thing every time. The information was the same every time. The presentation yeah. was the same every time. And so I learned that presentation. And so I gave him that presentation when he saw it. He was, okay, go to the next one. Okay, go to the next one. Okay, go to the next one. What are you going to do in this emergency? Okay. What are you going to do in that emergency? Okay. What's the name of this emergency? It's a Mae okay. West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Explain the Mae West because you don't have Mae West anymore. No. Do you know what a Mae West is, Mr. P? I believe that's a line over on a round. Is that correct? And why is it called a Mae West? Because Mae West has some big old titties, and that's what the malfunction looks like. It looks like a massive bosom. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> is all I got to say. Yeah. Mae West. And yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Bay West and puberty. Got, got, got a visual on that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think you have a bone. Would you like the boner pill? Hold on. Pillow. Hold on. Ben has actually dubbed this the boner pillow. Hold on. No, we're good. Let's see. I, we got a delay on the, the screen that I watch here in front of us. Yes. And so I have to wait for just a little bit for the, for the delay. So while I'm waiting... I'd like to mention Shiner Bach is the beer of Gravity Labs Radio this evening. And Shiner Bach, we'd love to have a sponsorship, full sponsorship with Shiner Bach. Some great beer. <laughs> you know, we yeah, okay. The, I would the really picture love came up. We're in a good spot now. No, I would really love to do like a swoop and chug, film it really nicely with, uh, you know, feature a beer, a couple of really close shots of someone. Let's hit up a local brewery. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah, I'm but sure. But they don't they have those deep pockets to give us uh, canopies. <coughs> uh, Budweiser does. Yeah, that's why we should be drinking Budweiser. Uh, or Shiner does. Yeah, Shiner let's does. Let's right? hope Shiner yeah, does because I'm not drinking Budweiser. I'm drinking Shiner Bach, made in Shiner, Texas. Some of the best Bach beer you will ever drink. That's for all you Northerners have no idea what it is. You want these companies to put a logo on the bottom of the canopy for you to help get you a canopy? Yeah, maybe. Because I don't see why a company like Performance Designs wouldn't just help you out somewhere. Just that's saying. A, that's a really yeah. good point. Dude, you produce video. That's true. Yeah. You publish video. You make video. See, Big I, time. I really want to make a video about my uh, transition from jumping a Chaos to jumping a Valkyrie. Ooh. Not, yeah. not that they have a ton of oh. you know customers anymore, uh, yeah. Precision. Mm-hmm. But uh, just talking about like what I love about my Valkyrie, why I decided to switch, and... Uh, it's a project that I've fantasized about. I just need more footage of me flying that stupid parachute, really. How can I help you with this project? I will wear a newer GoPro <laughs> and fly with you, asshole. <laughs> okay, cool. Then. Did you hear he gave me shit about my old GoPro no, footage? No. Well, he did his uh, jump to celebrate his 20 years in the sport not too long ago. And he wore a hand can. He was front ride for a, for a, tandem, a tandem course. Yep. Yeah. And... The footage looked so shitty 
that I just couldn't put it in the video. What, it was like, like, what was what was he shooting that made it so shitty? Isn't Go GoPro two? Wasn't it one? GoPro <laughs> one, original GoPro hero. Original hero. So the the colors are bad. It's grainy. It's ugly. It's just not. He good. showed me footage from good. his versus mine, and dude, if you splice those two videos together, it looks like shit. I I, when you showed it to me, I concur. I do get it. And now I'm actually actively looking for a new GoPro. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, fortunately, um, I'm working on that. So, You know, if we had a sponsorship from GoPro, GoPro could be the <laughs> official sponsor <laughs> of the Gravity Labs Radio, in which GoPro would be used in order to take this video as well. <laughs> now, it would require GoPro to be able to buy a canopy for these, these two guys. <laughs> And that would, you're getting a beer. Oh, here we go. Nick uh. is getting a beer. <laughs> Which means I'm going to start breaking things. Why did you knock over, dude? Oh, what awesome. the fuck was that? It was my own kombucha bottle, and it didn't break again. I just we have all we have all tile floors in our house, and I hear is this tink 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 tink, which I thought was my Asian cousin. I also I also broke a wine glass drinking on the podcast once. Yeah, I I watched it. Yeah, my mom had never seen the podcast before. My mom was watching as I broke the wine glass. <laughs> but she did get to watch me clean up after she myself. She was so proud of <laughs> your yeah. little cleaning ass. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Next time great. I'm putting an apron on his ass and bending him over the table. Just <laughs> oh, wait I'll, a minute. I'll wear that French maid outfit. I'm not afraid. Yeah. No, you're not. You're no, not I've worn more ridiculous things yeah, in public. He's the, not afraid of anything. The, the two sexiest animals in the barnyard? Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. And uh, by the way, for real, he keeps pimping our sponsors. Fuck all that. Uh, yeah. Balvini. Oh, here we go. If you want to hook a brother up, this Balvin. is one of my favorite scotches. Balvini 14-year Caribbean cask. So, guys and gals, if you like a good scotch. It's excellent. Here, let me show you what it looks is, like. It, it is a scotch that makes you happy. So, um, <laughs> This isn't going to stretch, is it? Here. It will. It, no, it's got some lead to it, man. Almost you, you can see the live shot, right? Right there. <laughs> on the right. Oh, okay. uh, there we go. So try some of this. Try some of that shit right there. This is some good So Rabbit was a little bit concerned about his level of interaction during tonight, and he was like, hey, man, you know, I just hope we can get loose. And I've seen you get <laughs> loose before. We've been talking for 45 <laughs> minutes, and you're still like, oh, you're 16 in the story. We made it to 16. <laughs> We made it to. Hey we Nick, know why they call you Rabbit. Set, settle down. Talked and about your pubes. Settle down. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to stretch you, this show out. You've earned right. us. You've earned us four sponsors so far. <laughs> and you. Yeah. Can, can you tell me about your first skydive? Taught a first jump course <laughs> to your father at five o'clock in the morning with no cream. Look. Did, oh wait a minute. Did you just hear Nick trying to get us back on track? Yeah. I just heard that. Can you tell us about your first jump? Well, rabbit? see, I honestly <laughs> struggled to get to keep us back on track because yeah. my memory is really bad. Uh -huh. That as soon as we go down a road, it's like I have no fucking idea <laughs> what we were good just with talking text. about. <laughs> That's because that was all random. Like I did good True. with text at keeping no storyline whatsoever. <laughs> Valid. <Yeah. laughs> so that's why it worked. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to hang on to this one. Okay, just for everybody out here who's f this is their first podcast this is their first one to watch on uh, facebook or go, download go back 
and watch the text because that's all I ever hear. Uh, hey, Rabbit, you want to come do? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. You wouldn't believe what Tex did. And then what do they say? What did he do? I have no idea. I have to go back and see. Oh, you're oh. saying watch Tex's episode. Yeah, watch Tex's episode. Dude, download. Te- dude, Tex was. Dude, have you listened to Tex's episode? No. Do go to your phone, download Gravity Lab Radio, download Texas episode, and I've laughed on this podcast a lot. Uh-huh. Tonight is the second hardest I've laughed. <laughs> Fucking Tex, Tex hit it, crushed. He, he was crushing it. it was me, great. dude. Yeah. Like I've always liked Tex. I've never had anything but an admiration for him as a flyer and a like for him as a person. I want to suck his dick after him oh. after that show, dude. I I am oh. in love. Oh, oh I man, I almost <laughs> invited him over. I've, I've got a level now to reach. <laughs> yes. No, fuck that. Blowjob level. <laughs> so you just taught your so, father so his own I first jump the class, and we went and made the jump. Uh, static line jump. Uh, all I had to do was sit in the airplane. The airplane door will open up. My dad tells me to get out. and I. So ahead. I want you to explain what a static line is in, in your own version in terms because a lot of our guests or a lot of our, our audience have no clue. So the, you explain what happens. It's here. called a dope on a rope, and, and you jump out, and the line opens. How high did you exit? Oh, that was you, your yeah, explanation. He, now you I've got to go full ago. on. Yeah, I want to know like how right. high did you exit from? All right, so here's what here's what happened. Uh, you remember that picture that we showed, and it has a little pilot chute on top. If you take that pilot chute and you attach it to, are you going there? Is that where you're going? Uh, I'm going to find an image to share. Awesome. With the group. Awesome. Here we go. Um, essentially, what it is is a. What would you call it? A cord? A lanyard. Lanyard. Okay, good. Uh, that attaches to the airplane and attaches to the top of the parachute so that when you jump out, that lanyard will open up your container. It will extract the parachute, and then it breaks away from it, and the parachute opens up the rest of the way. Now, probably people that have seen... Uh, World War II videos where you have all those people jumping out of the DC-3s and they just jump out and they're holding on and the the uh, they have a bunch of lines that are just trailing out behind the airplane. Those are static lines. Yeah. And it, what it does is it automatically opens up the parachute without the 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 um, I was going to say warrior the soldier <laughs> having to do anything. And that's the way it was originally. You mean taught. guardian. Guardian, nice. Guardian. I like we play. We, what we do is we play Destiny together. <laughs> all right. So, so <laughs> it was funny. We were talking earlier. We were doing mic checks, and he was going. Uh, when Nick was going, my, you've got this really civil voice. And I said, this is my uh, on-air voice. This is what happens when you put a mic in front of me. Actually, I talk like this most <laughs> of the <laughs> damn time. Texas You'd never uh, be able to understand me if I did that all the time. So I have to switch to this voice. And How does this differ from the pilot voice that you guys are all using when you're on the airplane? It doesn't. This is the way I sound like on the radio. Whenever I'm calling in, it's like, mm. hey, y'all back there, you need to settle down. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Houston. <laughs> I'm trying to think, of where am I flying this week, right? Because I've just been from Atlanta to orange. Virginia. Yeah. yeah, Orange, Virginia, and now back mm. to Houston. Uh, and breaks in between, I'm sure. It, it comes, my voice comes through like this whenever I'm on the radio. This I wouldn't say it's your uh, radio voice like 
DJ radio, but it's your general radio. Like, yes. Like I said, this is his voice I hear on Destiny all the time, and we'll stop that Bravo conversation Alpha, right two there. Two minutes, tell jumpers away. Because he gets pissed <laughs> when I start talking about video games. That's good. I like. Does he? Oh, I don't get pissed. It's just really fucking boring, uh-huh. and everybody like comments will start happening. Of, oh, dude, oh, God, like, get them to t- get them to talk about something else. Oh yeah, dude. Gaming. Yeah, people yeah. got mad I when mean, we talked about that, but, and I don't uh, blame them. You're right. Th- this is what yeah. scares me about that conversation. D two rocks is. <laughs> <laughs> And if, if Destiny and Bungie.net would just give us a sponsorship <laughs> with a canopy that has Bungie on the bottom, we would show that on every YouTube video that we have. Bungie.net, if you're listening, we are open for sponsorship. <laughs> so it frustrates you or scares you, rather? Scares me because I think that our normal conversations about skydiving might sound equally boring to non-skydivers. Hodger. Catching up. Hodger. Hodger. Brazilian for Roger. Hodger. Hodger. Like Royer. Height. 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 God Come by. Am I going to have to take away that bottle, <laughs> Scott? <laughs> Come <laughs> by. Domo. <laughs> Origato. All right. So have you jumped out of the airplane yet? No. We're exiting from how high is where we're getting to. Okay. All right, God, and damn, I have a question. He's an impatient little fucker. Answer you know the what? question. You need to settle the fuck down. Hey, How high did you exit from? I just want you to finish your story because I'm enthralled. Thrall, dude. Let's kill the Thrall. Oh, Thrall, that was World of Warcraft, right? No, Thrall is fucking Destiny, dude. Oh, this is the Hive. Oh. We've Woken, We've Woken is where we call oh, it. Oh, that's right. Dude, Thrall. We've Woken, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See what you <laughs> Go ahead. Put the camera on you because that look right there. Yeah, put the camera on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the look that we're being given. The thrall is a little, you know what I'm talking about, the little motherfuckers? Yeah. 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 Um, so, how high did you exit from? Uh, 2,800 feet. So, it takes you in a small Cessna probably, you know, 10 minutes to get there. No, in a small Cessna, it took us about five minutes. No, probably less than five minutes. Okay. To get to altitude. Where are you going in your thought? On the right altitude. You've now grown up around the sport. Half your life has been here or more. Actually, more. Let's see. Let me think back 40 years. That was. Uh, in my drug-induced uh, moment of, uh, I was... Uh, drug-induced moment of 16 and puberty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm 16, I'm getting some pubes, I'm doing some drugs, let's jump out of some airplanes. Let's go jump it. <laughs> no, that was it. That's the whole philosophy. That, w- that was it. Well, <laughs> after I got to the drop zone and I sucked down my first six-pack of beer, then, I, oh shit, Dad's going to be watching this. What I meant to say was, I was... Totally under his supervision at all times, and everything was as it should have been. On the climb to altitude, it was mostly... uh, Let me put it this way. When my dad was flying the airplane, flying skydivers, and originally in Antioch, Livermore, Pope Valley, that whole northern area, um, I would fly with him. I would fly right seat with him. So my first flying experience was at a very young age. So I'd been in airplanes quite a bit with Dad. And I had been with him while skydiving was going on as well. So the whole thought, emotion thing was, well, here we go. It's about God dang time. I've only been waiting for however many years to go do this, and now we can go do it. Was there any anxiety in this? Like, no. fuck yeah, it's like Christmas anxiety. 
just ready. Yeah, I'm just I'm just ready. Let's let's finally get this over with so that I can make my next jump and my next jump and my next jump. I'm I'm ready to start progressing. I've been waiting all this time to go up and start progressing and now it was finally here. Um my dad was jump mastering, art was flying. Uh Oh, you should have did that right into the mic, dude. Oh, that would it's epic. That was one of the I'm going to have a beer and hope that maybe I can get that much gas in my gut to come out. That was awesome. <laughs> Are we going to have a belching contest? <laughs> that was about to start. Hey, I at least Nick? caught my mic. You noticed. Yeah, you did. Nick. You did yeah. a good job. Nick, I'm almost ready to jump. Will you shut up? Hey, you know what? No, you're waiting I'm for adding, me to do I'm this. To the I'm story. doing it now. I was actually going to okay. have a smart-ass comment about how much tunnel time you had at this moment. <laughs> but have we been talking about skydiving the entire time? <laughs> no, but I've been trying to. <laughs> the irony of that quote statement. Did you notice the closing line of our intro is Nick saying, have we been talking about skydiving the <laughs> entire time? And what's he doing this entire episode? He's telling a fucking story about skydiving. I'm just trying to hear the ending. And just a shout-out to my boy Todd, <laughs> Todd Scrutchfield, who says even Kate Six would be rolling his eyes. So our fans are fucking destiny nerds too, and they enjoy it. So none of you have ever had sex. That's exciting. I am married, so correct. I have not had sex in 12 years. Uh, Val? Val? <laughs> you sound like me at night now. Val? Val? <laughs> Val? She's just, she's not pretending she's asleep. She's gotten so good she just falls asleep immediately, <laughs> usually while I'm trying. Oh. Oh. Wow, that was, uh, that was pretty good. We're finally at altitude. <laughs> yeah, you're at 2,800 feet. 2,800 feet. Yep, dad's, dad's there. Dad's, dad's uh, jump mastering. And... He gives me the point out. He says, climb out. Doors open. Wind's blowing. I climb out. I get on the step. I hold on to the strut. I look back at my dad, and he says, go. Next thing I remember, the parachute was open, and it was fine. It would look great up there. What happened in the middle of all of that? I have no freaking clue. And it turns out his GoPro wasn't, <laughs> wasn't on. <laughs> How big were cameras at this time? No, you realize what it was like. That the cameras were film. Yeah, and giant. And huge. Yeah. GoPro, video, electronics just didn't exist. My so first camera dump jump had a VHS deck. I had yes. a deck mounted to me. Yeah, my my first camera jump was had a, a fucking VHS. chisel and a hammer. It was, it was <laughs> this this. Oh, I should have brought that. I sh totally should have brought my. I still got my camera helmet that no I got from shit. Charles Bordelon. I'd love to see this, Charlie. If you're watching, I still have your helmet, dude. I'm just saying. I still have my first camera. Did helmet. you just? <laughs> is, that, is that what you? Said? I just covered the mic to belt. Yes. <laughs> I uh this the one bad thing about this tonic water is it gives me the like most massive belches as you heard yeah. a second ago. It's freaking awesome, dude. So now you have no clue what just happened except your parachute opened. Yes. When I get on the ground, my dad said, That was the nicest half barrel roll I think <laughs> I've ever seen anybody do. I said, Really? Let's see the video. <laughs> and he went, What? Yeah, no video. That that was for you, Nick. Oh, Nick. sorry, I missed a joke. Oh God! Don't <laughs> worry, there was a, a joke. Yeah, I won't qualify it that. Was, it's a it joke. It was real. It was real. It's not. 
And with Shiner beer, <laughs> your jokes really suck. So just remember that, Shiner, when you... So I went and made my <laughs> second jump. <laughs> what just happened? Is this real life? <laughs> okay, so... Are we live? Hello? Are we live? Yeah, there's is this thing even people on? right now. No one gives a shit. What, what time is it? Uh, 8.03. We're half, halfway there. Oh, God. Also, I... living on a prayer. Yes, Whoa! thank you. Oh, my God. We're halfway there. <laughs> Whoa! Living on a prayer. Take my hand and we'll make it, I swear. Whoa! <laughs> Man, you got to drink this much much scotch every time. This is, a, this is awesome. Yes. Thanks, Look, rabbit. rabbit fist pumping over there. <laughs> Jesus. Do you see this playback? <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, hey, you, Rabbit. Uh, you yeah. Cheers. You made me laugh harder. Than, actually, that was also you, Nick. It made me laugh harder than text. I don't even remember <laughs> what just Good happened. You, you guys really have a great singing voice. Have you thought about taking this on the road? And by on the road, I mean, like, outside to the curb. I mean, we've been rehearsing that all week. I'm surprised that... Uh, work, it worked. It totally worked. <laughs> The Japanese guy's crying. <laughs> I, I would say he's squinting, but he's like that all the time. I thought Asians were good at karaoke, man. You have disgraced your framery. He's only half Asian. God. Unfortunately, from the waist down. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, so I bet you people listening to this are so unhappy right now. <laughs> but you know what? My side hurts, and I think this is starting to become the number one laugh. So, <laughs> so hang on, you. So it. take that, Tex, you bitch! Huh? <laughs> I fucking fucked you there. Jesus, it's getting aggressive. Okay, hey, so you didn't tell Nick, us. You need to settle down at all with your your calmness. All right, there's some stuff going on here, and I think it's magic. It looks right? it it's, looks magical magic. from this perspective. Okay. It looks magical. We're, we're gonna let Nick take over until uh, until you can gain your. Control. Oh, I was gonna ask, how did Please. your landing go on your first jump under this round? You know what? Um, my dad used to be crazy good on a. We call them cheapo canopies. All right, so cheapos were the military canopy round canopies that you'd see in the old. Uh, uh, here, let me switch this around because we've lost DJ. He's. Is your face melting <laughs> over there? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> you know someone's having a panic moment when they're just petting their face trying to get back to reality. I was so close to being back to reality. <laughs> Uh, and you, now you both lost your shit. All right. Oh God. Oh my God. God, can we please have a conversation? I'm trying so hard. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Welcome back to Gravity Lab Radio, sponsored by Shinerbach. Jesus, what's he doing? Everything's fine. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, my face hurts, though. Uh, oh, fuck. 
He's not sorry, and mission accomplished. Oh, oh that's scary. Okay, don't watch the playback. Okay, do we get? Where, where uh, are we? Where are we at, Nick? I asked you a question about your landing, yep. sure. landing this round canopy static uh -huh. line first skydive, and your dad oh, got good at. Oh, it. here we go. Cheapos. All right. Are you all right? I'm doing great. You're not going to cry, are you? Uh, only tears of joy. Okay. I th didn't think about going that direction, but that might work. That's usually what gets me. Ah, oh, perfect. Um. Uh, oh, God, I blocked the burp. Oh, <laughs> okay. So the... <laughs> oh, was that you, Nick? Nope. Yes, it was. It, that was, was, Nick. it was Mr. That P. was Nick. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, Nick, uh, what happened for my landing? Yeah, and I, what I did is I backed up to my dad. My dad, under these round canopies, uh, they were called cheapos. They were the old ones the military used, and they were passed down to the sport jumpers. Eventually, there became a canopy called a PC, which was a high-performance canopy. Paracommander? Uh, Paracommander. Uh the cheapo canopies originally didn't have any modifications in them. They were just round canopies. The wind would carry them wherever they were going, and they would land wherever they were at. Eventually, they put holes in the back of them, which gave them forward drive. Eventually, they made them to where they could close the holes so that the canopies would turn. The PCs, the paracommanders, mm -hmm. uh, were canopies that, instead of having two to four miles an hour forward speed, had... 10 to 12 miles an hour forward speed. So they were high performance. 12 miles an hour forward speed. Oh, God, it was, you could go, uh, you could go anywhere you wanted in those things, <laughs> right? I guess that's must, how it must feel after going straight down. It's exactly how it feels after. So you the were whole spotting thing, point. you realize how important the whole spotting thing was? Now, my dad from the airplane, we didn't have GPSs back in the 70s. So my dad in the airplane, he would have to look out his window and go, yep, we're flying over the target, and off we go. We're at the right spot. Oh. My turn to be wrong. Okay. How'd it work? I was successful. <laughs> <laughs> I finally actually caught up to get my iPad queued up to see what's going on over here. Okay. Um, and I forgot to turn the volume down first from the last time I used it for. You owe beer. The internet is for porn. Thank you. Yeah. And this is like not turning off the phone. You owe beer. What's happening right now? I feel like we've just lost all momentum. That's all right, because we're going to fire it back up. Don't, we're gonna don't get, fear not. We're going to get drunk. Fear not. Because this isn't... This isn't about the viewers. It's not about the listeners. This is about me. <laughs> All right. I just noted. Want to be in. I. Yeah, you've loosened me up quite a bit now, DJ. Thanks. Appreciate Lubricated. that. Lubricated. You're the random dude. I am the random dude. He is the random guy. Um. So I, I've given you an explanation so about the canopy. So now we're high miles an hour. I love it. And right but after the PCs, in the same kind of time frame as when the squares first came out, uh, my dad was so good shooting accuracy under a cheapo that he would challenge people with PCs and squares to accuracy contests. And, of course, he would sucker them in. He would go. 
Yeah, you got to give me like five meters. <laughs> the guy under the PC is going, oh, I don't give a shit. If you could make it into the pea gravel, which is a round land target landing area full of pea gravel. If you can make it into the pea gravel, you know, I'll give you that. The pea gravel is usually about 10 meters, dia- uh, 10 meters radius diameter. Diameter's all the way across. Radius is from the center. Diameter, because a pro circle is five meter radius, and I think it matches that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was a 10 meter gravel pit, essentially. And if you could land in that with a cheapo canopy, you were doing pretty good. You would tend to land even closer with the PC, and dead centers really started hitting. But with this cheapo canopy, how steerable is it? Is it steerable at all? Yes. Yeah, with the slots in it. In the back to give it forward drive, uh-huh. you would be able to pull on one of the the lines of the canopy it, and it, it close off that slot. The other slot would stay open, and you would make a turn about this <coughs> fast. Hold on. So, are you telling me that you would pull right to go left? No, it's still pull right to go right. Yes. Okay. Because when you pulled right, it would close You're closing that. the vent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. and leave the other vent open, and you'd be able to make yeah. the turn. They're steerable rounds. I always, you know, I have no experience on them, but oh. I would call them pointable rounds, not necessarily steerable. You can point okay. them in the direction more than you could steer them in the direction. Well, when you have <laughs> what three, three to, you know, two to four knot forward speed. You're really not moving very That's much. Back to pointable. Yeah. And if any wind's blowing, then what you're doing is you're getting upwind of the target. You'll get open, and then you use the wind like you would even today mm-hmm. and use that spot in order to get yourself back. Now, the movement that you would get would just be a matter of, oh, I'm going to move you a little bit in whatever direction. The whole point of that was is my dad was really good at making the uh, making accuracy, doing accuracy jumps, and he would win beers all the time, challenging other people with more higher performance canopies. So I grew up with that, and I grew up with my dad going, "This is how you do it, son." And so by the time it was time to jump, I was like, <laughs> "I got to beat dad, right?" So right, yeah. that, that's the way shit happens. So so on jump one, you're thinking accuracy comp. Totally. I Love am it. totally thinking <laughs> accuracy. And downwind accuracy? Yeah, that was, a, that was a thing. When you got five miles an hour, downwind, upwind, who cares? You're not moving very fast except for whatever the wind's doing. And so on my first jump, I landed in the peas, uh, which was a great accomplishment for a first jump. Uh don't remember if it was a stand-up or not, because that was another great accomplishment is underground canopies. If you stood up, you know, it was does, like... Does this flare, this thing? Pro. Uh, not really a flare, because if you think about it... Here, let me use my hands as a demo. You take a canopy like this that holds air, and you're suspended underneath it. If you flare it, what happens is you dump air out of the canopy, and it falls faster. Mm-hmm. Now, you also cause a pendulum effect to happen at the same time. So if you do flare and dump that air out at the same time, you do get just a little bit of forward movement, which translates to just a hair bit of less downward motion. <laughs> not a flare. Not yeah, a actually not, moving not up. Not lift. Not, not lift. But a a angular motion. You're changing in order the to movement for just a second. For just a second. You're using momentum to soften your landing. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
And so, th yes, there was a flare. You would take your rear risers and pull your rear risers down and it would start that angular motion just as you touch down. And it would be a slightly softer landing, but nothing like today's square canopies where you're actually flying a wing. We're not flying a wing. We're flying a drogue. You're under a real big umbrella, pretty much. You're landing yeah. a giant pilot chute. Exactly. Yeah, because Drogue, tandem, we understand in the tandem world, but the average jumper, a giant pilot chute is what you landed. There you go. What diameter is this parachute? 28. Well, my, mine was 28 foot. They also have 35 foot, which was for what probably what I would jump now that, you know, I'm larger. And the manly parachute. Yeah. Yeah, but the sportier ones were the 28 foot, you know, because yeah. they were smaller, they were faster. Where the 35 foot, they were slow and sluggish. Kind of like jumping a big square canopy. Name a big square Saber. canopy. There you go. As opposed to jumping a Valkyrie. There you go. Right? And when you got yeah. under the PC, then you were jumping what's up from a Valkyrie. Well, I would give that to Valkyrie. Okay, then. so we'll say a stiletto. To Valkyrie. To a Valkyrie. Cool. So those were the, the kind of the three transition transition points. So now you've got one round jump under your belt. Oh, God, and it was awesome. It was awesome. I wanted to go up and do it again. So I went back, packed my rig up. We went up made a second jump. Same the day. Se the se yeah, same day. Oh, yeah. I did uh, three jumps that first day. Okay. So we'll get to the third jump. So I, I like talking to you, Nick, you know, because... It's yeah. more natural. No, it's the same now because <laughs> he's not laughing. <laughs> um, so I lost it earlier. So... <laughs> Thank you. Peace. Uh, beer. Um, Shiner Bach. <laughs> Jesus the fucking Christ. I, I really like Shiner. Yeah, I, it's okay. obvious that you are a legitimate supporter of that business. Yes, very much so. So the, the jet second jump was a lot like the first one. Uh, I went out in the initial skydiving. When I did it, it was five static lines. The first two were supposed to be just jump off, arch, let the parachute open. The next three jumps were jump off, reach down, a dummy ripcord pull. So they put a, a fake ripcord, which is a lot like the reserve ripcord now, only used it to open your main. And you reach down, you would grab the main parachute, I mean main ripcord, and you would pull it out. It wouldn't be attached to anything, just showing that you could do it. If you're so listening, he's grabbing basically where your cutaway handle would be in modern gear. Thank you very much. I forgot we were on a podcast also. It's all good, brother. Excellent. So instead of doing that, I did dummy ripcord pulls from the first jump. Nice. Deserved so as well. Exposure means a lot. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, the first one I went out and I did the dummy DRCP, they call them. Did the DRCP, and I did a half barrel roll. On my second jump, I did the DRCP, did a half barrel roll. Don't remember the fucking thing between climbing out on the airplane and the parachute opening up. On my third one, my dad goes, you know what? <laughs> Take the DRCP out. I want stability. I don't care about whether you can pull the parachute. We'll work on that on the next two jumps. So on the third jump, I went out, and nice, stable exit. Everything was perfect. Second jump, but did pretty good on accuracy. Didn't land in in the peas like the first one, but I was within a. We had a 500 uh, foot radius uh, berm 
around the landing area that was supposed to be for grandstands for the rumble seat meet back in the day that never got built, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it was about an eight-foot berm. This becomes significant in a moment, so work with me. It's about eight, may, yeah, about an eight-foot berm, maybe 10, 12 feet ac uh, across, and it was just they were going to build grandstands on them, right? So if you were inside the bowl, then you were doing good under a round parachute. If you were in the peas, you were a freaking professional in the round parachute. The, the peas are in the center of the bowl? Is that correct. what you're telling me? All right. That's if you're correct. in the bowl, you're also good for a wingsuiter, just saying. <laughs> if the wingsuiters could get in the bowl, we wouldn't need transportation for wingsuiters. And you know what? I really love all you wingsuiters out there. Don't get me wrong. I love you. Land on the fucking drop zone, you piece of shit, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Uh-oh. He notices Balvini's empty. Hook me up. Um, so I was in the bowl, but outside the peas on the second one. When we went to do the third one, uh, my dad took away the dummy ripcord pole and said, I just wanted to see a, a stable exit. And so I went out. Everything was stable. I actually kind of remembered that one. I remembered seeing the airplane. I remember watching the, the parachute as it did its deployment. It was uh, a lot less pressure and a lot more uh, awareness went on at that, that, at that time. I got open, the spot was a little long, so I immediately turned and started running for the bowl again because, god dang, I need to get back in the peas again because, you know, I got to beat Dad. Well, when my dad put me out on the static line, when he got all out, he got out after me. So it was kind of, now it was kind of a competition. Well, you've been in the peas once, you've been in the bowl once, I'm going to come out after you, and we're going to shoot a little, shoot a little accuracy. So here I am, I'm downwind, I'm going like hell. I'm going to end up short. I may not even make it to the bowl, but I'm going to try. I want to work really hard at it, you know, so I'm going downwind, downwind hard, fast. Winds are probably, uh, I don't know, winds were up a little bit, maybe five, ten miles an hour or so. And see, that's why I like talking to you, Nick, because Slick is over here on his phone. Hey, knock it off. Pay attention. This is important. People want to run a raid. That, that means a beer. Um, <laughs> so here I am. I'm downwind. All entailed to get back inside the bowl, and I see I'm going to be short, but you know what? I'm going to run this baby all the way until I get there, and realized I was a little bit short, landed on the bowl. Now On this eight-foot-tall berm. Eight-foot-tall berm, 15-foot wide, probably you know a good 30, 45 degrees angle, hit that sucker straight on, broke my right ankle. Oh, shit. So I've been that outside edge of the bowl, or are you on the inside edge of the bowl? Uh, outside edge. Okay, outside edge. Outside right. edge, Almost downwind, ramming speed. Broke my broke my right ankle, and so I waited all this time to start skydiving, and broke my ankle on the third jump. Day one. Day one. Laid me up for six, eight months, or something like that. Damn, because usually at that age, eight, six, eight weeks is... is uh, Maybe it wasn't that long. I'd have to look back in the logbook. Maybe it wasn't that long. Do you still have your original logbooks? No. That's another story. We got time. Okay. Or another visit. We'll, we'll, we'll end up getting to it or we'll, we'll hit it in the... I don't have my logbooks anymore because they burnt up in a fire. I'll tell you about the fire later. We'll get there. Okay. May do that tonight. We'll see. 
Uh, so that laid me off for uh, a little while anyway. And then got jumping again. And pretty much the uh, my life at, at that point, you know, that story leading up to that point is the really beer story. And then it was, you know, I became a skydiver and for two years. And then I hit my 18th birthday and that's when the next story comes. Well, let's hear it. I do want to know what your dad said about your broken ankle, though. Yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> I, I mean, it was I, my dad was very concerned uh, at the time, but when it came right down to it, I'm not sure that you know he actually called me a dumbass. My dad is very um, concerned about all of his boys' welfare. I've th I'm the oldest son. My brother Troy is two years younger than I am, and my brother Shiloh is ten years younger than I am. We're all skydivers. My mom made skydives. Uh, the last time that my two brothers, my dad and I, were in the air was in Taft. Um, during, so we have actually all skydived together. That's badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that one's kind of cool. Uh, you're going to have to come up with something really cool right now because I'm going to the bathroom. Hey, Nick, do you know what's going on in hold 10 on, days from now? Hold on. The hold Gravity Lab hold Film hold Festival 2017. Oh, perfect. Are you want this opened or you want me to hold on to this? No. Make love to it? <laughs> it was going to be another ad for Shiner Box because I really think we can get Shiner Box sponsorship. Well, someone better tack Shiner oh, Box. Oh, really? So I've actually got a sneak peek preview at some of these film festival entries. Yeah? Um, a couple of our buddies have made I, entries. Hold on, I want to... Uh, so my editing skills developed in large part uh, because of a film festival that I used to go to every year. Really? In Mesquite, Nevada, the Blue Skies Boogie. It would happen every January. So in Utah, we'd be shut down for you know for pretty much late November until uh, mid-March. We'd uh -huh. be shut down. So January, we'd all go to Mesquite, Nevada, which it was windy as fuck. It was <laughs> always uh, it was always pretty sketchy. And the boogie was to commemorate some people who had died in a plane crash making that same trek between Salt Lake and, uh, and in Mesquite, Nevada. But uh, we'd, we'd go there every year, and I went for a couple years not, you know, I wasn't good enough to make a video. You know, I wasn't jumping a camera really yet, and also my editing skills were shit. And <laughs> so the, the first time that I really learned how to, do you know what keyframing is? No. So keyframing is applying an effect to a video. So let's say that I want to affect the, even something simple like the brightness, and I want that brightness to happen over time. So let's say I go and I want to tell the video, hey, I want you to be at 50% brightness right here, and then you'll get gradually to 100% brightness right here, and then you're going to get dimmer over here. I have to communicate that to the editing software, right? Sure. And so each one of those little changes that I make is called a keyframe. I've seen this word tons of times in editing software. I had no clue what that's what it Yeah, keyframing is you're telling the program when to make what adjustments. That's, that's keyframing in a nutshell. So this is the first time I had ever messed with keyframing, ever, ever done anything other than just drag and drop clips onto a timeline and, dr and drop in my song, you know? So uh, the reason I brought all this up is it was tradition in this uh, film festival at this boogie that you didn't know whose video you were watching. Like, that there was no announcement of, oh, this video's from so-and-so and so-and-so. I and, like and, that. And, and sometimes it's obvious from the content. Sure. Uh, you know, whoever's in the video or whatever, maybe they even put uh, maybe their names in the credits, whatever it is. 
but just the 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 hosting going on uh, just to not affect the uh, you know a bias in the voting that uh, it was left left to the viewer to decide who they thought had made the video yeah so that's something i would like to do if if at all possible i dude so you just sold me on the idea so <laughs> october 14th is grab dude it was so hard to to Stay focused on you with him being like a poser back there. He looks good, dude. He, he dude. He was mean mugging. He I checked the door. Bombing, did man. you notice Valerie shut the door very discreetly behind you? Oh, did she? Yeah, <laughs> I, that's why I turned around and poked at it because I didn't. Because you saw her close it, you didn't know that was going on. Ah, that okay. So, um, so She's first awesome. of all, October fourteenth is the Gravity Lab Film Festival, Skydive Spaceland Dallas, Skydive Spaceland Houston. We have a Dallas base crew. Have, have you seen the promo video for that event, dude? It is. Dope, Gosh, made by made a it. dickhead. Hot shit. Yeah, who, yeah. Who I wish he dickhead? had more skill and talent, but he just wings it off a prayer every time. Mr. P. What? Actually what? made our Let promo video, dude. Prayer. You didn't just slam me, did you? You do good no. work. I've oh, seen you. some of your work. If you haven't seen it, uh, how do you, how do you find some of his his stuff? It's kind of odd. A lot of my videos are kind of hard to find unless you follow the Skydive Spaceland Facebook page. Most of them make it there. Do me a favor, would you? Sure. The links to your video. Mm -hmm. Put them on this podcast for me. Okay. So that I can go back and get them later. So the people that are watching can check it out. Oh, he's working on it right now. I like that. Dude, he's Mr. P good. is he's the shit. On it. So October 14th, Spaceland Houston, Spaceland Dallas. Dallas Space Crew, Charity Perkins, and God bless Charity's heart, dude. Charity has been a huge asset to putting this together. Brad Perkins is emceeing the Dallas event. Um, I'm going to emcee the Houston event, which just means awesome. I'm an asshole on a microphone. Uh, kind like now. Yeah, Ben Nelson representing Gravity Lab Radio in Dallas, and myself and Nick Lott representing Gravity Lab Radio here in Houston. Uh, we're going to throw the film festival. Dude, free GoPro, six free jump tickets, nice. free ProTrack 2, free Viso, 30% off a helmet, 20% off a complete Infinity Rig. Not just the fucking base price, everything. Oh, and wow. a free custom wind blade and 50% off an Intruder jumpsuit for the fucking winner, dude. Oh, uh, dude. See, that, that prize list makes me want to enter a video into the contest. I kind of yeah. decided a while back that I wasn't going to. But you can. I could. You could. The no, audience see, votes on it, so there's no restriction to who can enter. See, I have zero yeah. restrictions to this. But I am cheating. No. I'm totally cheating. Why? What? Because you got experience? I edit video yeah. as part of my job. Oh. I have all of the footage from the <laughs> the, the Keep It Tropical boogie that just happened. And yeah. all these other some events. awesome footage. And people give me that footage because they think I'm going to use it to make promotional videos, which I do. But I think that it's a little bit cheating. Dude, yeah. you're cheating. People are fucked. Dude, I have yeah. a couple friends who are hiring video editors to produce their videos. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. There is... Dude, one so one of the things that we've discussed, and we will be very clear about this for the next film festival, is the first time it can be viewed and be eligible to win is to be during our film festival. Because we've already had a couple videos leaked on Facebook that people showed. And one of them was uh, Mr. Fudala getting his tattoo, and that's been all over. Dude, the people... Really good video, too. I was impressed by it. Yeah, that was uh, now no shock to you, professionally edited. Oh, okay. They they paid someone to do that. I don't know if they paid, or but they, they got arranged to have someone with yeah. editing and experience. Nick, make Nick it. you can be that person also. You don't necessarily have to put in your own video, although that would be cool. It would be amazing. But I understand how you feel about 
I, I don't want to taint this thing and go, Taint. Oh, <laughs> I did say taint, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you, and it's amazing what taint is during puberty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. But. Right. Yeah. Quit y- being a chode over there. Let him finish his. <laughs> taint. Chode. <laughs> Ow. Fuck you, bony legged son of a bitch. That hurt. <laughs> he just kicked me. I just kicked him. Yeah, I just kicked him. Well, I, I went from when we started this idea, I said to DJ, hey, I don't want to make a video for this. I just don't. And then. Some time passed, and I wanted to make the the promo video because I just had some good footage. And then it happens when I get a song stuck in my head yeah. that I yeah. know I need to make into a skydiving video. And yeah. that, that the timing kind of aligned for the film festival when that happened. And so I, I made the – and I had learned some, some new editing tricks that I wanted to play with. And so, yeah, then I, then I made the promo, and I really uh, enjoyed it. I uh, enjoyed watching it and making it, and it's still fun to watch. So but I, I got a video idea. Okay, lay it on me. No, no. I'll lay it on you later, but the question I had for you is, can I lay it on you later? Oh, you want my help in making a video for the film festival? Maybe not this film festival. Okay, good, because su- the one thing that's probably going to prevent me from doing this is I've got Super like nine videos sure. that I'm supposed to be making that I yeah. I don't... I usually do a to-do list. Like, right. uh when I'm being good, I make one every day of like, okay, I need to put check marks in sure, these boxes. Sure. This is what I need to get done. And I hadn't really had a full comprehensive list of the videos I'm supposed to be working on. And yeah. so I made that list and it's fucking long. Okay. It's ridiculous. No, th- this, uh, this video that I'm talking about was originally uh, Chuck Akers and I had talked about building this video okay. back in... Wharton? <sighs> Days? No. Okay. Uh, not Anahuac. League City. Oh, SPX days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, originally, uh, the Spaceland name was Spaceland Air Corporation. It was based out of League City at an airport called SPX. SPX. Okay. Uh, when we were jumping there, this is when I. Th- it's going to be further along in the story, and probably for next time, right? Or let's fast forward for now, though. Whenever. Uh, when I came to Houston, I got jumping at Skydive. Uh, Spaceland Air Corporation in League City. When I was there, that's when I met Chuck. Chuck and I, uh, Chuck Akers and I, uh, learned AFF together. We graduated on the same skydive together with uh, Uncle Don. Yeah, yeah. Don Yarling. Uh, all I could think was Yon Darling. <laughs> Yon Don, his Don name. Yarling. <laughs> Don Yarling. Yon. Uh, 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 eh, oh, God. who's one of my predecessors? My super big name AFF examiner. My God, one of my, the best. My my brain really flipped out there. But while I was there, we we were doing old school. We were doing video cassette decks. You know the the big ones, yeah. and we were talking about editing a video together. It was that long ago, and it would be really cool that if we could bring that to fruition. It's been that long ago. So if it's not this year, if it's not next year, it's not the year after, if you can get your mind wrapped around it and go, we can take it piece by piece until we actually get to the full video. I'd like to work on that. I think if you got it, they're on VHS tape still. No, no, the the footage would be all footage. The idea was back in those days. Oh, so you're just talking about using new footage for an old idea. Yes. Okay, got you. Okay. Get with me on that. Okay. And you people... You stand by, because this could be freaking awesome. And Chuck, if you're watching this, fuck you, man. It's my <laughs> idea now. I, <laughs> I stole that bitch. 
I thought you were gonna try and sell him some Shinerbach. What? Well, a little <laughs> <laughs> And Chuck, if you're watching this, Shinerbach is a delicious <laughs> beer. It quenches your thirst. And, and if you're into Scotch, Belvedere. Uh, Balvini. Balvini. Belvedere. Oh, uh, Mr. Belvedere. I keep doing that. It's all good. I'm, though, I'm sorry, guys. But you're from Scotland, so you know you're not watching this. Yo, just for one second, if you want to enter a video in the film festival, you yeah. need to get myself, Charity, Brad, Ben Nelson, or Nick Lott your video. video by next week. What's next week? October. I'm gonna say 11th. And get that video. We are going to actually awesome. new idea from Mr. P. We are not going to announce who made the videos. We're just going to play the videos. Dude, this subliminal shit is working. And uh, get it to us right away. And the biggest reason I think you and I discussed we wanted to see them early, and again, this is another part of your idea, is we want to kind of screen them to place them in a, in a logical order because there's going to be some shorter ones, some longer ones, some more upbeat ones, some more comedy ones. We want to put them in order so they actually flow better. Right, I think yeah, that's exactly our goal. right, yeah. Just wanted to uh, just have a little bit of a plan, you know. I mean, I think we're kind of winging a lot of this. But uh, it'd, oh, be, it'd be time. nice to arrange the performance. I bought so a screen today. Did you? Yes. Dude, Charity Perkins has two really, really, really dope HD version projection screens that are really, really nice. She sent one here to Dallas for me to use for, or for, from Dallas to here to Houston for me to use for this event. Opened up going like, holy fuck, this is a very quality screen. Sent her a message. Blah, 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 blah. Bought it off of her, said and done. I awesome. Like, yeah, dude. So pretty good deal. So, and uh, where's the projector coming from? We're renting one? Good question. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm working on the logistics of a projector right now. I have a source I'm talking Right now, with. we could have a projector. Does anyone have connections to a If you have a connection yeah. for, for a projector, so this, is a perfect this opportunity could be to do a that. sponsored if you, if you're submitting projection. a video and a projector, <laughs> yes. it's making your chances look pretty good. You know, just... Be really good. I do have an audio system already arranged with Mr. Justin Maudlin, or Justin Grant, as he's known on Facebook. Oh, you were going to tell me Justin Bieber was coming in, Actually, bringing the whole show. Justin's the guy who lent me all the audio equipment when my first version of like trying to figure mm. out this. Okay. That Justin. So he's going to help us with the audio for the for the show here. That way, if you're producing reasonable uh, audio, like, dude, if you have you ever listened, anytime <laughs> when you watch Mr. P's videos, yes. put on headsets. Uh, 100% worth it. Yeah. Put on headsets. Isolate the sound to your ears. He is very. He, he uses music extremely well. Um, he uses audio extremely well. So if you're actually making good audio for this for this uh, film festival, it won't be like the best version because it's not isolated like a headset. But we're gonna have a reasonable sound system. That's our goal. We're gonna turn that volume up. And I just ordered lights down, volume up. I just ordered a shitload of Gravity Lab Radio stickers uh, to have at the film festival, so we can just hand them out. If anybody <laughs> wants a Gravity Lab sticker, hit up Ben Nelson. Hit up, or Mini P is what we call him, Ben Nelson, because Mini Penis. Um, <laughs> Mr. P, ben, a.k.a. Nick Lott, or myself. No, he fucking knows it, dude, and he's yeah. okay with it. Uh, no, I've seen your junk. It's awesome, dude. I'm amazed at it. What, you you haven't seen Mini P's junk? No, I haven't. Oh, dude. You, you wouldn't call him Mini P if you saw it. Holy crap. You're going to learn today. You would, you would bend over and go, give me some of that. Cause Only if you're 20-year-old. Chick. <laughs> so now you've made your first skydive. Cheapos. They're called. Why are they called cheapos? Whoa. No, I think we were back to 18 years old. Isn't that where we got to? Yeah. Yeah, but it's his <laughs> it's a good show. question. No, no, no. It's Gravity Lab no, Radio. No, it's your show too. Because I saw your face. It and for those that can't see me, I'm actually pointing at Nick right now. 
that your face is on the Gravity Lab Radio, so it's kind of like y'all's show. A hundred percent. This is that. There's a reason yeah. why it's called Gravity Lab Radio, not the DJ Marvin Show. It's about because yeah. he wanted people to actually watch it. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Even like so, it's really <laughs> DJ and Nick. But Ben is also part of what we do here. <laughs> Dude, that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so it is Nick's show a- as well. And he's yeah. starting to own that host. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw you guys both fit those in your no, mouth. No, flip the, flip There's the, no fucking way for me. The, I got this tiny, stupid mouth. But this does not fit. <laughs> God, it hurts. In my, like my temple. So <laughs> you guys are just listening to this. We're trying to shove the entire microphones into our mouth, and I am by far in last place. I think my mouth is too small for my face, and this microphone is totally reinforcing that you point. Pretty small face. Though. I just deep throated the motherfucker. Yeah, I saw it go all the way in your mouth, dude. I have no hope. No hope for that. Even even if I took off this yeah. pop filter. Yeah. Go ahead. There's do no it. way, dude. Do I'm, I'm going to break my you teeth. You can do it. Like shit without the pop filter. I'm going to break my teeth on this. Thing. No, don't break it. There, uh, there's no, no, no way. Open it up wider. Just open oh. it up wider. You gotta open your throat. Just relax the jaw. Do don't forget oh, the ball. Almost got stuck in my mouth. <laughs> Did it really? <laughs> you know, it goes back to smaller. <laughs> If you, yeah, if, you, if you guys just heard that struggle, that was DJ <laughs> almost choking on his microphone. God, that big dumb mouth of yours. Oh, and <laughs> oh, good Lord. I think I'm going to cry. I, I thought you were going to say pee. I thought you were gonna it's going to be tears of joy. <laughs> uh, 18 years old. <laughs> Deep throating <laughs> microphone. <laughs> All right. 18 years <laughs> old. Scotch. Oh, dude. We got 20 minutes for you to get out the story. I mean, it took an hour and 40 minutes to get the first no, story out. Nick, Is there Nick, any hope? Nick, chill out because you know what? I'm coming back. It it may not and it may not be. I mean, only it to celebrate all of our sponsors. Gravity Lab Radio with Rabbit coming in for you now. I may do a spot appearance. Can I do that? Do they make uh, those? Do you guys have an extra w- mic? We uh, actually do have an extra mic. Yeah. And dude, uh, Nick, did you notice on this table there is a plug for another headphone jack? No. On the camera table, so I'd be. You have the headphones? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was gonna say I'd be happy to wear my usual headphones. No, no, no. Uh, in the closet behind you, there is an extra headphone. Oh, he's see, got the cool see, headphones uh, he wears everywhere. You see the sticker? <laughs> who, who is that? Oh, you put oh, that on your headset. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Get, get, get the sponsorship. Get the sponsorship. Looks good, right? Yeah, dude. dude dope. Dude. Thank you for your, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, Skull Candy, good. dude. Those are fucking super he's nice amazing. headphones, too. And I like yeah. my headphones. So you're 18 now, and I'm going to put my mic condom back on. Yeah, do it. Do it. Uh, shit, how did that happen? 18. 18, because... but You broke yourself. Oh, crap. 18. I forgot about 18 when my dad did that talk. You know, dad... Well, I don't know. My dad did a talk. Birds and the bees? Not that talk. It was the, what are you going to do with the rest of your life talk? Okay. So, here I am on a drop zone. I've been working in the loft as a rigger. I've been... uh, fully immersed in skydiving um it, when i about the 17 17 year old 18 year old period he's <laughs> you all right 17 18 year old he tried to get me into flying 
he gave me light uh, took me to the instructor and they got me in a small airplane and did some flying around and i was no i'm totally immersed in skydiving i don't care about flying i love you dad but i want to go skydive so by the time i turned 18 and he gave me that talk what are you gonna do with for the rest of your life i said well dad I'm, <laughs> i almost got my rigorous ticket uh, I know how to run a drop zone. I'm an instructor. Uh, I'm pretty much I can do anything on a drop zone. I just want to grow up and be a, a skydiving bum. I think I actually even use those words. I want to be a skydiving bum. I just want to be. I just want to do skydiving. And my dad went, No, no. <laughs> you really have two choices here. You can either learn a trade, or you can go to college. I said, A trade? What's a trade? He says, well, you know, I work for PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, I as a, yeah. a, uh, a lineman, and I became a foreman. I learned a trade. I was journeyman lineman, apprentice lineman, became a journeyman lineman, became a foreman. You can learn a trade, electrician, plumber, you know, all the micro things, right? Micro things? Mike Rowe. Dirty Mike jobs? Rowe. Mike Rowe. Roger. Oh, Mike Rowe could be a sponsor on <laughs> Gravity Labs Radio if he'd just give us a call. Give DJ a call. Mike Rowe will put you on right here because it's very important what you do. <laughs> so I could either get a trade or I could go to college. I said, well, I, I don't want to be a plumber. I don't want to be an electrician. I don't want to climb poles like you did, Dad. I don't want to work for cable. He says, well, then you're going to college. And I said, well, <laughs> Uh, yeah. And one of the skydivers was a college graduate, worked for Chevron. He was an engineer. He came in and talked to me and said, hey, you know, college isn't so bad. You'll earn extra money, and you'll be able to skydive all you want. I went, well, well okay, well, that sounds pretty good. I think I'll go to college. So I, my dad said, I'll tell you what. You enroll in college. Just make it through a semester. Because at the time, I was like, Dad, I'm done with school. I've been in school for 12 years. 12 years, Dad. I'm done with school. He says, going to college. Going to college, you go in for a semester. Not even a full year. You just go in for a semester. I'll pay for it. If you go in for a semester and you don't like it, then you can go ahead and get out. I've done my part as a parent. I got you enrolled in college. After that, you're going to be 18. You're on your own. I went, okay, sounds good. If I can get you off my back, I'll go enroll in college. At the time, his best friend's son was in college, so he was going to give me help me through the ropes and stuff, and so I went to college. While I was in college, the airplane at Taft in October of 82 took off with... I'm going to back up just a hair. While I was in college... I met my first wife, and when we were going to go get married, I got my wedding crew, mostly from the drop zone, and in October of 82, that wedding crew, or at least about 75% of them, climbed into an airplane. The airplane took off, it banked over, and crashed into the ground, killing everybody on board. 13 people, and probably at least 50% of my wedding crew were on that wow. airplane. It essentially closed down the drop zone at Taft at that point because it had killed so many people from the drop zone that there wasn't enough to people to support it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the decline of, of uh, 
Taft School of Sport Parachuting. Well, what what caused the airplane crash? You know what? There's a there's a, a lot of controversy about what happened with that. Uh, the FAA said there was an FCG and there wasn't enough uh, forward push on the... And you know what? This could be a conversation for later, talking about airplanes and FCG. We ought to... Can we? What's that? Oh, I'll talk to you about it later. Uh, I was thinking we could almost do kind of a safety day thing because there's a lot of things with airplanes that could be really disseminated someplace and online we would be a good place for it. We did touch on some of that with JP, but it would be good to have a dedicated conversation. So the rating center, I'm doing videos on the side with the rating center that are 10 to 15 minute long safety videos. Perfect. And if you want to come in and just do a, a, yeah. a throw out there, let's arrange that. Okay. So what happened is they had an AFCG, uh, center of gravity, and the pilot was unable to hold it and it stalled curled over on its side, and this was right after takeoff. Oh, so worst time. That's what the uh, FAA said happened. Now, remember me talking about Spike, one of the greatest jump pilots that I know. It had one eye, right? Glass eye, glass yeah. eye Spike. Glass eye Spike. He was one of the greatest pilots that I know. And to this day, my dad, <laughs> love you, dad, he would stand up and say, that's fucking bullshit. Spike wouldn't let that happen. Even if you did have an FCG, he's not going to let the plane stall, flip over on its back, and crash into the ground. He was too good a pilot for that. That something else happened, whether it was a malfunction with the airplane, the trim was out, the a trim uh, cable came off, he had a heart attack and pulled everything back, and you know. But for Spike to be able to fly that airplane, he's seen Spike do some. So he was flying a jump plane. Yeah. So the Beach 18 from LA. I, w I would say that a jump pilot is much more experienced in flying an airplane with FCG. Yeah, with FCG and just you know the weight constantly changing. I don't think yeah. many other pilots get that experience, right? One of the original pictures that you can even find online now, if you show uh, Beach 18 skydivers outside yes. the airplane, maybe something like that, where all of the jumpers on the outside of the airplane, one of the very first pictures of that happening was done over Taft with Spike flying, me in the co-pilot seat, and probably 10, 12 people all on the outside, climbed on the fuselage, out on the wing, the guy hanging from the propeller. That that wasn't Spike. That wasn't that picture, but you know the picture. Yeah, that that was the same kind of th things that were inspired by Spike doing that. He was good at flying an airplane outside of its flight envelope. Excuse me one second. Yeah, go ahead. Hello, Jeremy Kitchens. Jeremy <laughs> Kitchens just Jeremy. said hi. You know Jeremy. Oh, uh, Jeremy's online? Jeremy just said hi. Jeremy. A bunch of friends said hi, but Jeremy, I love you, brother. It's good to hear from you. It's good to see you. Oh, yeah. Totally awesome. You know what? When we get to the second part of this story uh huh, at some other point, then Jeremy Cutchins comes into play on that one. So many good Jeremy stories. I love that man. He was here in the beginning. He was here on day one of Skydive Spaceland. So... Jeremy, love you, brother. Thanks for shouting out. <laughs> Ralph is up in Ralph. your business. Come on. Come so on, Ralph. now you've See. talked about the the, uh, the the crash with with Spike and your dad. So that well, kind of that, that kind of got me out of skydiving. So the the crash happened, and shortly thereafter, I got married to Terry, uh, my first wife. And I got out of skydiving because the drop zone was kind of fading away at the time. I 
uh, after we got married, I moved out of town and moved to Bakersfield, which is about 45 minutes away. Uh, got a real job working at a pizza joint. Went to the university to work on my BA because I got my AA. Uh, so I was working on my BA, and the whole drop sun thing fell apart, and I was out of skydiving for 10 years. Now, in that 10-year period, I made a jump for um, one jump every year for 10 years. And on the ninth year and 10th year, I didn't make a jump. So two years, I didn't make a single jump. So I, technically, as a D license holder, I wasn't current. Mm -hmm. And that's when I moved from California to Houston. What brought you to Houston? I've never asked you that. I used to work for a company called Otis Engineering. O-T-I-S? Yes. Elevators. Yeah, that's that's the common one. This is an oil field company. They okay. run coil tubing units, wire lines, snubbing, uh, oil field related. Okay. And it was a division of the Halliburton Company. That name I know for sure. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Otis Engineering was absorbed into Halliburton. Okay. And at that time, Halliburton was based, or even now, Halliburton's based out of Dallas, we had a sales office in uh, Houston, and an opening came up in that sales office for what I was specialized in. Um, that's even another story yet. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick. Yes, sir. Here I am. How much time we got? Oh, we got about ten minutes, but we can go we can go over a little. We'll bit. stretch a hair. Yeah. Wow. Now, because that, this kind of works out of the skydiving arena, I. I Dude, moved, you're I good. moved to Houston. Let's be clear. The company. You're coming back and doing this again. Uh, I, yeah, I had a good time, man. You, I, you were hesitant. I, I was. Let's be perfectly clear. I didn't want to come do this. I didn't want to come do this because. You see how we treat Ben Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it was that. Salute, my friend. Salute. Yeah. We can, we can play this game no, again. No, what, what, uh, what made you fun. apprehensive about doing this? Um. I have I have a lot of information that doesn't need to go live that could be edited, and it was a good call pulling out my past because I don't get into that information. Yeah, you, so both you and I have two different informations. Number one, some of the information that I don't want to share of my stupid tricks, but you've already heard some of my stupid tricks. Ghetto jumps. I don't know if you remember that yeah, story. Remember and then the other part of it is, is I'll be very blunt with the statement. I know a lot of Skydive Spaceland slash Steve Boyd business and where he's going next or directions and goals, and so do yeah. you. Yeah. And those are just things we can't talk about, and that's and I promise you I will do my best to avoid it out of respect to not just you but to, to Spaceland Steve. and what we do with Steve. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, you, that fear, trust me, I don't want to breach the trust that he's given any of us because I'm sure you're privy to some extra information as well, Mr. Sure. P. Yeah. So, but I also like getting a paycheck. So, so, not, so th th that's stab, why not going to burn those bridges. Not, not one bit. Don't uh, bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't want to come on because of that. I was kind of apprehensive. Talking about my past was kind of fun because this is really my, uh, uh, I don't know what you would call it. My beer stories. Yes, it, perfect. Li listen, you want to hear what's going on? Buy uh, me a six pack. We'll sit down. We'll talk about it. Or some Balvini, apparently. Uh, this <laughs> this it works good, yeah. And so, well, now it's kind of in a in a perfect place, right? I, if anybody asks me, so tell me about your skydiving career. I'll go here. Check this this link because this is where it's all at now. 
So at, now at you least up to my 18th birthday and getting married and then definitely covered puberty. Otis and, <laughs> <laughs> and o- so we're now at Otis Engineering. You've moved to Houston. You are now checking out League City SPX. Yes, um, that's really a beer story. So if we get into it, one, I got to go to the bathroom again. So and then two, you got to think about running over. Let's go with part two. Let's go with the next time we have Rabbit on. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get into the modern age of mm-hmm. Rabbit skydiving. So kind I of like that. tonight we've we've got some of the intro and let's uh, and actually, I want to redo the old school versions because some of the stories yep. I want to talk about is the history of skydiving. Sure. And it, uh, you won't be excited to hear the statement, but you are the history of skydiving for uh, a lot of our friends. I, I am one of the history, yeah. Yeah, you've gone through rounds. You've gone, you know, once upon a time, a student couldn't jump a square. They must jump around. Right. And now the basic safety requirement, there is a rule that says you can't jump around as a student. Yeah. And, and you know what, DJ? We can, we can revisit. I, I gave you the brief history in the timeline leading up from me as a child to me at coming to Houston. Yes. In that, there are also some stories, like my story of my uh, uh, trip to Russia to do the world record. And the 297 how got, way. How I got kicked off yeah, the 297 way. And how I got kicked off of that world record. And how Jack Burt brought me back to that world record, but I had to land outside of where everybody else was landing because uh, I, d- I wanted to land into the wind, not the direction everybody was going. And how I met the bus drivers who fed me vodka and the vodka that led to the, the uh, guards at the... D- oh, yeah. How about that for a teaser? <laughs> so we're gonna start yeah, wrapping. You want me back now, yeah. don't you, Nick? Hey, we got yeah. uh, we got a good uh, eight more minutes. So we I'm can gonna, fill here. I'm actually gonna tie some loose ends here for one second. Sure, do it. And tell people. So first of all, if you don't know Rabbit, our pilot, you've got a little bit of a sneak preview and a sneak intro in, into who you really are. Yeah. And I'm gonna give away your biggest secret. Uh oh shit. When you meet Rabbit, he is going to interrogate you. He's going to push your buttons and he's going to fuck with you and give you shit. No, I'm not. Yes, he will. Sucker. And it is all a fucking act. He is getting in your head for fun. Um, I actually remember being in the plane with you one day, <laughs> putting a minor bit of pressure on the yoke, uh-huh. nose down, because I don't want to go nose up, because nose down you can recover, nose up, that's sure. a problem. Yeah. And it took you probably two minutes of me lightly applying pressure over and over and over and over again before you noticed it and you gave me the shittiest fucking look yeah. and you started speaking to me like I was the worthless piece of shit yeah. and I literally said rabbit it's you and I get the fuck over it it's a joke and you <laughs> laughed yeah. you were like yeah god damn it I hate when people know me yeah. This is another reason I didn't want to do this goddamn podcast with you people. I didn't want you to know me. Now you do. And so oh, if you ever have rabbit is gone. approach you, <laughs> I'm fucked. That's it right there. It's yeah. a mystique. It's a game for him. Yeah. He likes pushing your button. And don't let him get in your head because if nah. you don't and you get to know the rabbit that's my friend, yeah, one of the fucking sweetest fellows ever, buddy. Hey, really, l- l- really l- l- are. Let me, s- let me say this about that. Don't be stupid. All right. Think about what you're doing and do smart things. Be responsible with what you're doing. And you won't ever get on my bad side. I won't ever give you shit. The The people that I give shit to are the people that are like put on a rig and go, uh, what are the winds doing? Where are you going to let me out? You know, use your brain. All answers if, you can find yourself. If, if you use your brain and you think about what you're doing and act in a responsible matter, manner, you won't get anything from me. 
In fact, I probably hardly notice you. The people that I notice are the people that aren't thinking, aren't. I, I don't know how You definitely how to notice the it. people that cross the runway under 1,000 feet. Yeah. So you it, notice those folks quite a bit. <laughs> and you know what? It, they're the ones that aren't thinking. Exactly they're, right. they're just under canopy and going, I'm going here. I'm not thinking. And those are the people that I have, I'm going to say I have fun with. And it's fun for me. It's probably not as much fun for them. It's fun for me. I enjoy watching and, it. Well, there you go. All right. And, and that's good to go. Um, if you think and you process information and you make good decisions, Amen. then you're going to be my hero. And you're going to be Nick, and you're going to be DJ. And there's countless number of people out there that actually think before they act. JP, for example, yes. he's constantly thinking about the next deal. Uh, a lot of the people that you have sitting in this chair, I've noticed on a lot of your podcasts, are the people that think, and not the... God, I, I love you. I really do. But you're fucking dumbasses sometimes when you get out there and you go, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I'm awesome. It's not about adrenaline. It's, it's about the sport. And don't fuck that up. All right? Don't fuck that up by not thinking. Act appropriately. And those people, I don't ever fuck with. It's those people that think that they're better than they are. Those people that think, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can assure you, you don't. That, so, Dude, you're giving me away. I'm telling you how to work it. And that's where you're going to get me. Uh, All right? A, a kind of a side moral to that story is so many jumpers get upset that, like, what, Nick Lott? What, DJ? What, Rabbit? You don't know who I am? Mm-hmm. Dude, as a new jumper, us knowing who you are is not a <laughs> yeah. good sign. Yeah. There's a there's a new jumper out there who I'm just going to nickname off the TV show MASH, Frank Burns. Mm-hmm. And, and so Frank Burns shows up to the DZ, and we all know who Frank Burns is. Is that a good sign for staff to all know who Frank Burns is? No, no, of course not. And this Frank Burns character is known by all of us. And if I said the name, everybody would know who this guy is. I already have the name in my brain. Yeah, and and I'm not going to fry the fellow. And and, and you know what? It's not even a specific person, DJ. It's that that character. It's it's that mentality person. And if we don't know you, we come across hundreds of faces a year. And it's actually not an insult. We don't know who you are. It's probably a compliment because you're not on our radar because we have too much time dealing with Frank Burns's of of society sure. that we don't have time to deal with like oh my god thank god Zane Smith you're such a and Zane is a really really good dude I'm have no sure. sarcasm here at all yeah. Zane Smith you're a good dude Zane Smith is not on my radar I don't right. ever have to deal I see him show up on DZ and I leave him the fuck alone because yeah. he thinks about what he's doing Yeah you new jumpers who heard Rabbit's story understand that that's what we're, we we don't ignore you because we don't like you. We ignore you because we love you. Yeah. So anything else you want to share with those skydivers out there from this like instructor, pilot, forty year expert? <laughs> no, I think I think we've covered in the last two minutes. We've covered what's important about skydiving. 
Man, it's uh, dude, I goddamn. So I'm so happy we're really trying to truncate some of these episodes because we we can't wait to now have you back. Cool. Right now, I'm pissed off because I you you have teased so many stories that I can't wait to hear next time. Yeah, and you know what? Just uh, to just set them up and ask me about them. Uh, I've got the stories. I've been living them for the last forty years. I've been telling them in order to get beers from people for the last forty. 35 years so yeah no shit right um so if you have a question about something uh hey especially you guys out there if you got a question about something put it in the comment section all right and i guarantee you i'll come back we'll play this again even if i'm coming at back as the third person and somebody goes hey rabbit we got a question for you blah 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 throw it in the comments and i'll get to it i promise i will Dude, it's uh, you, you kind of bring you keep bringing up buy me a beer and asking me the story. Uh, I'll kind of close with this final story for sure. me is what is the true version of buying beer? And so many jumpers have lost this. Yeah, true. We want an excuse to fucking drink. Here we go. But rabbit. Yeah. Hey, you just bought a case of beer. Why did you buy yeah. a case of beer, buddy? Okay. Here, here's the way it came down from from backstory, and that is. Skydivers hear the same stories from people that are learning new stuff all the time. So it was like, I had my first cutaway. Oh, no shit. We fucking got another first cutaway. Great. We've all had our first cutaway. I've heard of the first cutaway story forever. Yeah, I know where it's going. I was, I was, there I was, thought I was going to fucking die. And we hear it over and over and over again. Eventually, what the skydivers did was, I'll tell you what, you want to tell me about your first cutaway? You tell me about your first cutaway, but I want to drink beer while we're doing that. And you know what? You're going to buy the beer, so I'll actually listen to you. So the whole case of beer thing was for significant firsts, for things that you wanted somebody to sit down and listen to you tell the story about. Okay? Yeah. Technically, I need to buy a case of beer. Because this is the first time that I've laid out my entire story up to the point that we're at right now. Fuck yeah, thanks for sharing. It's the first time. Yeah. So I owe a case of beer, and that case of beer would go to you, and you, and you, because that beer was to get you to sit there and, okay, I can drink beer and listen to the same fucking story that I've heard over and over and over again, but I'll listen with interest because I'm drinking Cause I'm drunk. Your beer. What's the other purpose of the case of beer? Is what people don't always know. Is not only do I go, hey Rabbit, what's this beer for? Oh, your first cutaway. Then I share a cutaway story with you. Yes. How much information have we learned over a case? Of, hey, it's the first time you jumped to DC three. Let me tell you about the first time I jumped to DC three. So it, it, it really buying us a case of beer is a to put up with your Balvini. Thank you for the potential sponsorship. Yeah, sponsorship. But also to bribe us to tell us our stories, and it's yes. very apparent tonight that if you liquor up a skydiver, he will make you laugh and tell you a good story. Yes. We're about to wrap this up. We're about to close it, Mister P. Anything else you want to share about the podcast or film festival? Uh, the film festival is going to be awesome. I'm super excited about it. I'm really excited to just walk around the drop zone and see the few people editing that I've seen editing. I'm what stoked. You asked about the film festival. What else? The podcast or anything? Uh, the podcast is, is pretty good. I think we've had two, <laughs> two very, three very strong episodes in a row. Dude, and uh, not going to quit yet. 
Next hanging out for that sponsorship. What's happening next week? Next Lisa? week we're going to have our boy Luke Rogers from Australia. Oh. Luke is a wingsuit pilot, uh, stunt super, super well for himself. Awesome. And we're really going to focus on the wingsuit community. And the week or two weeks after that, we'll have to decide on timing. We're going to have whom? Carlos. And Mr. Carlos Chulo Rodriguez. Why did you but have to say it? We're, we're going to have... Carlos. I was fighting a burp back just then. Oh. <laughs> but to me, there's another important aspect yeah, to having sorry, Carlos. Because what's the other important aspect to having Carlos? Uh, Ronald McDonald's going to show up. Musical chairs. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll be in that. Uh, I'll be in your seat. That Carlos will be one of those uh, times where Nick and I have really discussed the opportunity for him to host more, which I really yeah. want to happen. Um, and, and Carlos is DJ. one of those perfect DJ opportunities. If I come back and we do a rabbit b show we will can i have nick that's up to you guys i'm in i'll do that yeah yeah sure dude you don't know what you just did no that's That's a compliment yeah you're gonna make for a lot of awkward pauses where i have no fucking idea what to say that's gonna be great no we're gonna be great together nick won't just co-host anything i do know that i'll help you buddy okay i'm counting on you you. count yeah yeah all right fuck yes all right i like it so any last things you want to say before he hits those final buttons over there uh nick you're awesome, man. Oh, you're awesome. You're awesome. DJ, good job with uh, grabbing the <laughs> Oh, that was wicked. I like it. Right on, man. Um, folks, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining Rabbit. Thank you for joining Mr. P. We will see you guys next week with Luke Rogers and the Film Festival. Till then, this is Gravity Lab Radio. That's Rabbit. That's, That's Mr. P. That's DJ. Whoop. I'm DJ Marvin. Yeah, he is. Blue Skies, we're out of here. Yeah.